93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, Thursday, February 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A winter storm warning uh, is posted along the 95 corridor and to the northwest. Winter weather advisories are posted in parts of Jersey and Delaware. A snow emergency went into effect in Philadelphia just a few minutes ago at 6 a.m. A snow emergency in Philadelphia means all parked cars must move off of the snow snow emergency routes for plowing. Uh, Snow is falling and it's quickly accumulating. The snow will be uh, at the heaviest later this morning, like Preston mentioned. It will lessen a bit uh, later in the afternoon. It may change over to some sleet, some sort of mix of freezing rain, uh, and then it it may go back to a little bit of snow after that. The expected snowfall is 3 to 7 inches for the Philadelphia and surrounding region, 1 to 3 for areas of central Delaware, generally less than an inch in southern Cape May County where the storm is mainly rain. PennDOT crews were out last night and again this morning salting the roads. The plow trucks will be out as well. We're in, this is one of those winters, so we got we got off lightly for a couple of years. Year. Yeah, like <laughs> last year nothing, and now we're in that cycle yeah. every couple days. This was one of the oddest driving in experiences I've had in a long time because uh, leaving my house and on 476, it was uh, bad. I had to slow down. I had the hazards on. 76 East was pretty bad until about a half a mile before Belmont. And then it's not like it stopped entirely, but it it really got very light. It was and, nothing. And then it was, yeah, on Belmont it was fine. And then this parking lot, when I got here, was was totally fine. So it was really challenging for mo- two-thirds of my drive and then nothing for a third of my it's drive. It's pretty weird. Yeah, I had nothing coming in. And I'm watching on the, the news. They're, they're showing heavy snowfall around the areas. I'm like, really? Well, yeah. just, when I walked in, Steve was like, was it snowing in Conshohocken? <laughs> Nick, I had the same thing. I left. I had I left at my normal time because I I thought the roads were fine and I couldn't see uh, the lane lines. Wow. I was doing yeah. about twenty miles an hour on the Blue Route and maybe up to like twenty five on the Schuylkill. And same thing <clears throat> when I got just before Belmont. Uh, it lightened, and then by the time I was on Belmont, I'm like, there's no snow exactly. here. It's just rain or whatever yeah, it was. Somebody was texting saying Conchi already seems like it's got a couple inches. Yeah, so. I mean, wow. I, could, I could barely see on my way in. It was uh, pretty tough getting in. Yeah. Um, so last night, PennDOT reported they were they had used more than 50,000 tons of salt so far, uh, but they say they still have 75,000 tons of salt on hand, so no problem there. The Pennsylvania Department of Health announced Wednesday that 100,000 Pennsylvanians may have vaccination appointments rescheduled or canceled after some providers gave second doses of the Moderna vaccine as first doses. As the Department of Health continues to review and improve the complex processes necessary to get COVID-19 vaccine from the manufacturers into the arms of Pennsylvanians as quickly as possible, we discovered some providers inadvertently administered the Moderna vaccine shipped to them intended as second doses as first doses, said the acting health secretary, Allison Beam. I know that uh, you might grow a second set of genitals if you get the second first, right? right? Is that what happens? Yeah, I believe that's it. <laughs> we are taking immediate action to remedy the situation and are committed to ensuring that second doses are available. Approximately 30,000 to 60,000 first doses may not be delivered to providers on time, and 30,000 to 60,000 second dose appointments may have to be delayed at least two weeks, officials said. To fix the problem, the Department of Health weighed several options, including suspending first doses and instead of using them for already scheduled second doses. However, they chose another option that they believe 
believe will have less of an impact specifically because many are having issues registering for even a first appointment. After careful review, the discussion with legislators on Governor Tom Wolf's COVID-19 vaccine joint task force, we have a clear path forward that may include adjusting the timing of second dose administration following CDC guidelines that set the minimum time between doses at 21 to 28 days and the maximum time at 42 days, said Beam. To date, Pennsylvania has vaccinated 1.7 million people with a half a million people receiving both doses. Many, yes, many across the United States are fed up with winter, but lighting your lawn on fire is not a good way to deal with it. Police (laughs) in New Jersey responded to a man's home in Midland Park after he set a small fire to try to melt the snow and ice outside of his home. (laughs) The man who police will not name poured a half gallon of gasoline on a gravel two foot by two foot square section of his backyard. It seemed to work. Yeah, he then set it on fire to try to melt the snow. (laughs) Yeah. ice around his house. A controlled fire to get your uh, snow cleared, yeah. Once the fire department arrived, they used a speedy dry to sop up the gas. What is that? Is that just like that salt stuff that they put on Probably. Yeah, like a a chemical absorbent. Yeah. So they used that to sop it up uh, in the man's lawn. (laughs) In sports this morning... The Sixers ended their three-game losing streak by beating the Houston Rockets last night in South Philly. Yeah! Joel Embiid had 31 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists and hit a key jumper late to lead the Sixers to the 118-113 win. Seth Curry scored 25 points and Tobias Harris added 24 for the Eastern Conference leading 76ers. The Sixers are off tonight before returning to the hard court tomorrow with a game at home against the Chicago Bulls. After a week and a half off because of COVID protocols, the Flyers finally returned to the ice tonight with a game at home against the New York Rangers. Multiple cases of COVID-19 put the Flyers in an NHL-mandated lockdown. The team returned to the ice on Tuesday at the Flyers' skate zone for the first time since February 8th. With seven players still on the protocol list, the Flyers aren't sure how many of the regular starters will be eligible for tonight's game against the Rangers. The puck is scheduled to drop at 7 o'clock. Serena Williams came within reach of a record tied 24th Grand Slam singles title, but she lost to Naomi Osaka in the Australian Open semifinals, falling 6 3 6 4. She was really emotional. Yeah, after losing, Williams yeah. raised eyebrows as she gave the limited Melbourne crowd a clearly emotional goodbye amid a standing ovation, waving and putting her hand on her heart. The gesture was enough to stir speculation that Williams had just played her final match at the Australian Open. During her post match news conference, Williams was asked about the gesture and denied it was a final goodbye. However, one question later, after after being asked what she felt led to her 24 unforced errors, Williams tried to answer, then began to break down. Osaka, who also beat Williams in the 2018 U.S. Open final, reached her fourth major title match and extended her winning streak to 20 matches. She will face 22nd seeded American Jennifer Brady for the championship on Saturday. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, uh, Catholic. Tons of texts coming in, as you can imagine, where uh, people are seeing heavy snowfall and where they're not seeing any at all. Somebody was saying whiteout conditions on the Commodore Berry Bridge and then somebody uh, texting in saying it's not snowing at all in Cherry Hill. Mm. Yeah. Uh, So you can see it, that line moving up with these uh, texts uh, coming in. Somebody says two inches already in the Exton Downingtown area. 
Yeah. Well, these are snowing the... like a mother effer in Richboro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's popping up. In fact, hang on a second. I got Jim on the phone here. Hey, Jim, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, but so you're in maybe whiteout conditions, you're saying? Yeah, basically. I'm up at the Pfizer Corporation in Collegeville, Pennsylvania. All right. Okay. And, and I can hardly see in front of me right now. All right. All right. Get off your phone, both hands on the wheel. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. bud? Go get some drugs. All right, we'll see, we'll see you later, Jim. All right. Wow. Yeah, that's how it was for me coming in. No like, kidding. Almost right, I, I, yeah. Nothing. What about you, Preston? Because you your area always gets hit a little harder with this. Nothing out there, but when I got onto the Schuylkill, yeah. it started flurrying, ah. and then, uh, but, but nothing more than light flurries. So by the time between when I got here and then you got on the road, yeah. Kathy, it must have picked up exponentially. Yeah, right before we got on, uh, Jen Fred from Fox 29 was out in Lansdale, and they still had really not gotten uh, anything. Mm. It was still just wet roads. I saw Chestnut Hill which is right near me, is now getting... Is now getting yeah, a yeah, bunch, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's a text says, woke up at 4.40, no snow, got out of the shower at 5, no snow, <laughs> left the house for work at 5.20, everything covered. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's the thing. This is going to be yeah. a, 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 a quick... Um, it's going to be... It's not going to be long, but it's going to be heavy snow coming down. And uh, they were saying between, like, 9 and noon is going to be... For Philadelphia, anyway, is going to be when they the main The main is. level of it. Okay, yeah, really all heavy. right. So, so the uh, the midday drive, uh, afternoon drive, is going to be a tad bit funky. So, all right, well, we got some stuff going on today's program. A couple of guests joining us. Uh, actor Michael Kudlitz uh, is great. on the show Clarice tonight, which I'm very interested about and uh, we'll talk to him uh, coming up a little later on. But we had him in the studio years ago for uh, Walking Dead. Uh, Kim Delaney is also going to be on the show, and she is going to be promoting the Long Island serial killer, A Mother's Hunt for Justice, which is a Lifetime movie. It's a true story. Uh, so that's coming out on Saturday. So we'll spend some time with her. And since we have all this weather coming, we got to talk to our weather expert, Michael Barkan from NBC Sports <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> We were talking last night, and we were saying, yeah, maybe we should get a weather person on. And then Steve jokingly says that about Michael Barkan. Or was it you, Casey? You said that. Uh, And then we were like, all right, let's have him on. Let's see what Mike thinks. For a different spin on it. I mean, it's it's sometimes refreshing to get a different take on the weather. (laughs) He said, I talked to him last night, he said, I'm going to put the weather maps in motion, and I'm checking the European model. Oh, very good. You never know how that might affect where we are. All right, so we'll do. Uh, we'll spend some time with those peeps uh, this morning. Got the entertainment report coming up. Uh, don't move because we'll be back in just a moment, and we'll be your co-pilot on the drive this morning through treacherous conditions. Stay there. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR, Facebook, Twitter, you know the usual places. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24 karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so stupid question this morning. We are going to give away a Blu-ray combo pack of the pulse-pounding disaster thriller Greenland. So the question that I have for you uh, is this. What former late-night host provided the voice of Winston in the real Ghostbusters cartoon? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. What uh, former late-night host uh, provided the voice of Winston in the real Ghostbusters cartoon? Cartoon. Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. I'm going to go through the birthdays I have here for you. Thursday, February 18th. 
Matt Dillon has a birthday today. Matt Dillon is celebrating his 57th. And man, has he been in a lot of great stuff throughout yeah, the years. Yeah, tremendous. We were talking about The Outsiders and uh, Rumblefish. Yeah. Uh, two solid movies. I love those movies. And then uh, his comedic side. Who knew he was that good in the Fairly Brothers stuff? Something about you know? Mary. Unbelievable. Out- outstanding. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and Steve, do you remember way back when a uh, movie called Tex? Absolutely. Was him and Tex was an S.E. Hinton book, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he and Emilio Estevez. I like uh, that in movie. The movie. together. Yeah. The Flamingo Kid. Some of his earlier stuff was great. Good yeah, stuff. He's, he, and he continues to be awesome. He's 57 today. Oh, it's Yoko Ono's birthday. Oh, my God. And uh, she's <laughs> her in the shower this morning. Yeah, she's just singing. You know, she likes yep. to work the pipes out a little bit. Could you shut up? Wow, she's 88? Yeah. No. Is that correct? No, what? That can't be no, correct. No, I don't think that's uh, right. Yeah. She check, might be Preston. Check the uh, the age uh, there, if you would, Nick. Well, maybe because... Is he black know, don't crack, and I think Asian, uh, you know, uh, is, is... I don't know if there's a... Also uh, doesn't crack. Similar, yeah, it doesn't crack, but the, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, just... Uh, age-wise, but I guess wow. Paul is uh, pushing 80 now, right? Yeah, so well, up maybe here. she would have been older. Yeah, and Showing 88, uh, wow, born in man. Tokyo, Japan. She looks great. She does. Yeah. For 88 years old, she looks fantastic. What? Yeah, I know. Wow. Uh, you also have uh, Dennis DeYoung, singer and keyboardist of Sticks. although that's not him singing. That's, uh, that's Tommy Shaw. Now, this would be him singing. It's a great song. Uh, lady? Yeah, yeah. It is a great tune. Sticks is one of those. You know what? There was a he, he was doing an interview recently, Dennis D. Young, and I forgot how he categorized them. He he like called them sticks like fake prog rock or something like that. It's one of the things that I really liked. An element about that band that I liked was their uh, ability to go and do some adventurous musical things and and branch out and not just do because they could write bubblegummy right. sure. music. You know, I mean, like like um, uh, oh, what's what, there, was a really sappy Mr. love Obama. song. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, but no, they could do anything from um, uh, Come Sail Away, which right. had, or Sweet Madam Blue, which is long and, and has some uh, interesting parts to it, to some more uh, bubblegummy type hits, or Mr. Roboto. Like, and, uh, call them Pop Floyd. Yeah, yeah, Pop Floyd. I like that. Uh, but I always dug uh, Sticks, uh, and Dennis Young celebrates his 74th birthday today, so happy birthday to him. Uh, it's also Robbie Bachman, drummer of the Bachman Turner Overdrives. BTO. Yeah, he's... Uh, now I'm a BTS guy. Who knew? Uh, 68 years old. Too. BTS, BTO, same pretty thing, much the same yeah. thing anyway. Both from so. Korea. Uh, but I always like uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive, so 68 years old today. Uh, we were just talking about the Breakfast Club yesterday. It is Molly Ringwald's birthday today. Wow, Molly and I are the same age. She's 53 years old. How about that? How do you think she looks? She looks pretty good, right? Looks pretty good, yeah. She's been on Riverdale. She's a recurring character. Yeah, she's Archie's mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Yep, and, uh, you know, you gotta love 16 Candles and the Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink and all She had a weird... I don't know... uh, the relationship with John Hughes, yeah, I think she was sort of she was sort of the girl that John Hughes always yes. loved in school. Yep. She never suggested there was anything tawdry, no. but there was a there was a thing there. I think he had a crush on her. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. But you know, he never really did anything. I mean, he yeah. made no bones about it. that's why he made her the love interest right, in right, three yeah. really big movies. So. 
<clears throat> she, uh, he, I'm sorry, she is 53 today. Uh, it's also Sybil Shepherd's birthday today. Some I love Moonlighting. <laughs> Did you watch it? No, I mean, I, I loved I, it. I recall it, but I didn't yeah. watch it. And, you know, Bruce Willis was hilarious. Hey, on it that had show. Booger in the show. Yeah, yes. that's right. Curtis Armstrong. Curtis Armstrong. You're right. It was a funny show. And uh, if you want to see her looking her most spectacular, uh, and we talk about Cloris Leachman passing, the last picture show. She's in that cast. Yep, she's 71 today. Uh, it's also our buddy John Travolta's oh. birthday today. Uh, John is uh, 67 years old today, and uh, he was one of the. He was probably the last A-lister we had in the studio before everything before the world ended. Yeah, yeah and he and, and as far as A-listers go, he was amazing. We did like about an hour, didn't we? It was so long. Yeah, I just yeah. remember he was one that like we weren't quite sure how the interview would go, and yeah. it was better than we thought. Absolutely. Well, because it's always the, the handlers that kind of over worry and over <laughs> right. You know, you can't do this. Don't do that. Yeah, and we just do this. it. Yeah, because yeah. well, once they get relaxed, they're totally open to it. In fact, Preston, the first time we had him on the phone when we e- first interviewed him, it was for um, uh, Battlefield Earth. Okay, and which was ge- already getting slammed by the critics. Right, right. And we were told we well, stay away from this, stay away from that. And we we started talking about stuff, and he was totally cool with it. So it was not him who was putting down the rules. It was the handler. And I guess, Steve, all we have to do is wait for him to put out another crappy movie, and he'll come by. Yeah, those are the ones he comes out and promotes in person. So it was bad. No, he his performance was was really good. The fan. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So uh, a stalker fan. His performance was very unique and different. It was just not a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he. Not good. Yeah. (laughs) Stunk, but his performance was outstanding. Uh, John Travolta turns sixty-seven today. It's also Vanna White's birthday today. I watch. I have. I've become a more uh, more of a wheel watcher now. Oh, okay. I used to just go from Jeopardy and because they. I, we go to the Goldbergs, but I've seen everyone 4,400 times now. So uh, I am watching a uh, wheel, uh, and it's I enjoy it. Do you guys, are you Wheel of Fortune? I always loved Vanna uh, Jeopardy's White. Jeopardy's my preference. I always felt like, though, because um, I watched Wheel of Fortune and not Jeopardy, and I felt like it was like the dumb person's Jeopardy. Yes, like nah. the smart people watch Jeopardy and <laughs> you know get what? those answers. I could just solve a quick You're puzzle. Right. Here's Al- the deal, Alex though. Trebek thought that as well. <laughs> nah, he, listen, he did, yeah. Listen, here's the deal. I, I Jeopardy's my show. Wheel of Fortune is Shell's show. I can play Jeopardy. I can't play Wheel of Fortune. I, she can play Wheel of Fortune. She can't play Jeopardy. I mean, like, they'll put, you know, it, you'll pull up, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, it, just a T will be up there and she'll go with the sound of music. You know, that's what it is. <laughs> and she nails it. She's just good like that. Yeah. And I can't, I'm not nearly as good as she is. There was a guy last night that got it with very few letters. It was vacationing in paradise. And it, he, he nailed it. He didn't even uh, spin. And he got it correct. Steve, I do the same as you. I'm, I'm Jeopardy in a wheel every night. But I, I have uh, something that I like to point out to you. And I think you probably noticed it too. When when somebody says, um, I would like to buy the yeah. vowel, yeah. Pat gets a little annoyed. Like, he's you have not, to say, I'd like to buy that. A, He called someone a C-sucker. No, he did. He did, yeah. But when they refer to it as the vowel, Pat gets a little pissed. There are certain things impressing the same dynamic exists in my home. Like, Claire will sit there, and she'll go. And I always purposely say... Um, you know, anal intrusion when there's no, like there's, when it first comes up and there's like three or four letters, I say something nine words more than it couldn't even remotely be. And I drive her crazy with that. So that's, I don't, I don't do that. Rochelle just 
you know, the halls of Montezuma. Yeah. There's an M on there. How <laughs> right, did right, you get yeah, that? Yeah. It's just good like the that. The guy last night, there was a guy, there was just like five letters up on a this sprawling thing, and he, he solved it, you know. Yeah. Vacationing in paradise. That was it, yep. yeah. Vanna White is 64 today. Uh, Ike Barinholtz, uh, the mini project. He's of the show. Uh, Mad TV, that's right. Yep, he's 44. And then the last birthday, local fella who's been in our studio to perform before Captain Roland Scarnici. Ah. 98 years old today. Uh, Marine and plays the harmonica still to this day. He and his Aww. wife met in Philadelphia. They were on um, a, uh, it wasn't a subway. They were on, um, and, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't called SEPTA at the time. It was pre-SEPTA. Uh, they bumped Charlie into Carr? each other. No, it was the. It was called the Transport Philadelphia Transportation Company bus, the T, the PTCB, and uh, they bumped into each other. And they've been married ever since. And they've been together for over seventy or seventy three, seventy four years. He was awesome, man. And he was, he was wearing his lot, uniform a in lot here. Of fun, wore his uniform. Just a super nice guy, a happy fella. So we're very, very happy for him. Could not have been nicer. 98th birthday today, Captain Roland Scarnici. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, What former late-night show host provided the voice for Winston in the real Ghostbusters cartoon? We will go to Kevin, see if he knows that. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Good, Gadzoos. Gadzoos, Kevin. All right, who voiced Winston? Arsenio Hall. You're correct. Yeah! Hang on, Kev. Did you ever watch that show? A, did I? Yeah, the cartoon I version. Know. I thought it was stupid. Yeah. Uh, a Blu-ray combo pack of the pulse-pounding disaster thriller Greenland starring uh, Gerard Butler, Marina Baccarin, and Scott Glenn. Uh, and you can own it now on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. We got a bunch of stuff to get to. So Paris Hilton was her birthday yesterday and... She got engaged yesterday, too. Uh, she and uh, Carter Reum. Your name here. That's all you have to say. A venture capitalist. <laughs> both are 40 years old. And the announcement was time to coincide with her birthday. She uh, He had proposed on February 13th on a private island they dated for a year. Now the clock is ticking officially. And this is very cool. On the We've Gone Our Separate Ways announcement. Uh, which should happen in about a month, right? Uh, well, we'll see. She's uh, she's been going through IVF treatment, so they're trying to make it. Oh, you know, there you uh, go. The real deal. She's trying to get pregnant. This will be her first marriage. She was previously engaged to Chris Zilka, but called off their engagement in November 2018. But she's never been married before. He proposed with an emerald cut diamond designed by uh, Jean Doucet. Uh, she told Vogue, I am excited about this next chapter and having such a supportive partner. Our relationship is one of equals. We make each other better people. He was absolutely worth the wait. Uh, in photos from the proposal, Paris is wearing a white retrofit cr- and crown dress from Loschi Crowns, a tiara and rhinestone gloves. That's what Claire was wearing when I proposed to her. <laughs> Her sister Nikki was there as well in a snakeskin dress. Yeah, uh, I was wearing the snakeskin dress. Wow. Riem told Vogue that uh, he was able to get uh, get to know the real Paris from their very first date. Well, she's forty, mm-hmm. so she's uh, probably feeling the and she's she's gone through some stuff. She talked about her experiences in that school. Marissa, if we can sk- uh, scare up some audio of her currently and the way oh, yeah, I want to hear she her. sounds. We now. have it. Marissa okay. isolated it yesterday. Yeah. We have... Hold on, real quick. We have the, before and now. The, yeah. the ring, which, I mean, you know, you can't yeah. imagine, but, like, really over the top. I mean, Just it's, obnoxiously it, it, big. It, it lo- it's the taking up the majority of her finger. Of right. course. Here's her uh, in 2001. Yeah, I'm going on castings right now. Um, 
so far I'm booked for like Catherine Malandrino and Heather. All right, and then here is her now. I'm just ready for the next phase of my life. So uh, I'm definitely going to still do my business, but I do want to slow down and the traveling it's completely and different right working 24/7 it is 20 years later but yeah it sound, but it, she's she has gotten rid of that oh yeah which that, the yeah, kardashians right. still hold on to that right you know what i mean i do think it's partially put on it's, by all it's of them an she affectation. at least yes. talking she still has a little bit of that annoyance in her right. voice we, but we can she accommodate sounds like a human the progression of time and it's wear and tear on someone's voice but that's a different speaking pattern well good for her yeah uh so you she's she's engaged <laughs> so there you go maybe that's what it takes uh fka twigs is sharing her experience with <laughs> labeouf uh whom she followed lawsuit against in december alleging relentless abuse the 33 year old opened up to l for their march 2021 cover uh, saying that she feels lucky to have emerged alive from their relationship. Uh, she said, it's a miracle I came out alive. Uh, by the way, her born name is uh, Talia, Talia Debrett Burnett. And she added that uh, she thinks it's luck. She said, I honestly wish that I could say that I found some strength and I saw this light. I wish I could say it is a testament to my strong character or it's the way my mother raised me. It's none of that. It's pure luck that I'm not in that situation anymore. You remember her boyfriend before was Rob Pattinson. Uh, she is now dating Matt Healy and said that he used uh, used calculated, systematic, tricky, and maze-like tactics to keep her in the relationship, including love bombing, in huh? which he would bombard her with flowers, mea culpas, and more in order to win her back following a fight. He would just overdo it, you know. Uh, she said that he slowly increased the abuse. She said, if you put a frog in a boiling pot of water, that frog's going to jump out straight away, whereas if you put a frog in cool water and heat it up slowly, that frog is going to boil to death, and that was my experience with being with him. You know, when you know, listen, she went through, obviously went through a lot. And that's, it seems to be that's the indication. Um, Shia LaBeouf, right from the get-go, for me, would seem like a volatile person to get involved with, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Barnett said, uh, recovering from the relationship has been the hardest thing I've ever tried to do. Uh, She also discussed how she's moving forward. She said, it's very fresh for me, obviously. I know this journey is not going to be perfect. She said that it, uh, in the interview, but I hope... If I can make little steps and people can see me taking my life back, it'll inspire them. I've given LaBeouf back his dysfunction now. Uh, I went on my whole Magdalene tour hoping that dysfunction, that it was with me on stage every time I did an interview on every red carpet. I was not enjoying any of it because I was still holding on to it. Just said, I have, I have my life back. I can work as late as I want. I can see my friends be able to hit up Dua Lipa on Instagram, make a song with her, perform perform on her live stream. I want to hit up Dua Lipa on uh, Instagram. And have a new friend, and there's no anxiety behind it. No fear of, like, what is this going to cause for me? What trouble am I going to be in? This whole Do It stuff that we have here. That was him trying to inspire young actors to go after it? Was that what that whole thing was based on? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Shia denies the allegations and filed court papers of his own, demanding that she pay for his legal costs and further relief as the court may deem just and proper. He's on an acting hiatus and is undergoing inpatient treatment. So we'll see how that works out for him. <laughs> the video's up in the studio here. He's doing this bizarre weightlifter sort of, 
you know, posing and preening mm-hmm. as he yells. Just do it! Uh, Demi Lovato is opening up about the grim and painful realities of suffering from addiction and mental health conditions in a trailer for her new YouTube docuseries released on Wednesday. You guys, I mean, this is pretty wild. The physical toll of her addiction, and she talks about it. Preston's going to... In the docu-series, yeah, she uh, she revealed that she uh, that the overdose she experienced in 2018 caused her to have three strokes wow. and a heart oh. attack. Three here's, strokes here's and a, a heart attack. A clip from that, yeah. I had three strokes. I had a heart attack. My doctors said that I had five to ten more minutes. I'm rebirthing. I am starting over. I've had a lot of lives. Like my cat, you know, I'm on my ninth life. I'm ready to get back to doing what I love, which is making music. So the four-part documentary, Demi Lovato, Dancing with the Devil, focuses on her personal and professional life leading up to and after the overdose that she had experienced in July of uh, 2018. So how how old is she? Uh, You know what? I don't know, Steve. She's got... Mid to late twenties, yeah, probably, yeah. So she, she had a heart attack and three strokes, probably when she was twenty five. Oh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's it's induced obviously yeah. by the drugs, mm-hmm. and it can happen. Uh, that's many, horrible. Man. Many of her family and friends and other celebrities, including Elton John and Christina Aguilera, are seen in the trailer. Some of those featured said that they uh, were unsure if she was going to survive uh, the overdose. Uh, she also told reporters that she continues to suffer from brain damage from the incident that impacts her day-to-day ability. She said, I was left with brain damage. I still deal with the effects of that today. I don't drive a car because I have blind spots in my vision. Jeez. It's like uh, Steven Adler. She said, for a long time, I had a really hard time reading. It was a big deal when I was able to read a book, which was like two months later because my vision was so blurry. Uh, she's 28, by the way. 28. So. Okay. Um, and she's been up front for years about her struggle with mental health and addiction. Uh, several of her songs discuss these battles, and in her 2017 YouTube documentary, Simply Complicated, she revealed that she tried cocaine for the first time when she was 17 years old and working for the Disney Channel at that point. Uh, a few That's years how later, they paid them back then. Ah, uh, with cocaine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gave him an eight ball yeah. uh, for a month's worth of work. Uh, a few years later, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So this will be the second documentary about her? Wow. You know, a joke, but uh, years ago in Hollywood, that used to be the deal. The movie studios would dispense drugs to their... Like, for example, Judy Garland got addicted to drugs because they were giving her uppers. And they were... So, that, so yeah, she'd be on a set. She would get right. tired. And, and all of that. Yeah. And helped to keep the weight down. And so they had yeah. doctors that would get them on these drugs and keep them controlled. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yep. terrible. Yep. Uh, let's get to some other stuff. Uh, how about, uh, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles? How about them? Yeah, they, uh, well, it's time to meet the ex, apparently. The pair have been staying at Styles' L.A. home, uh, since she moved out of her home with ex-fiance Jason Sudeikis, and now it seems Styles and Sudeikis may meet up. Oh, I thought you meant Professor X. No, not, uh, they're not going to Xavier's, uh, school for the children. Uh, Wild and Styles will be bringing her children, Otis and Daisy. <laughs> that sounds like an MTV show. Actually, that does. Wild, wild and Styles. And Styles. That's perfect. This is where people stop getting wild and start getting styling. Or, you know, it's it's where you, you wear fine clothes and yeah. party your ass off. Wild, wild and, and Styles. Styles. So, Otis and Daisy. Uh, and those are the kids. Right. Uh, they're going to reunite him with Sudeikis, who is uh, filming Ted Lasso in the UK, a show that Casey loves. So Ted Lasso, right, so Jason Sudeikis' case, and if you cry yourself to sleep at night feeling that he's yeah. been wronged by Olivia Wilde, is now dating a page three girl. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah. 
I wonder how close his character in Ted Lasso is to the real uh, Jason Sudeikis. I've had people now of all different types rave about this show, so I'm going to start watching Steve, it. Steve, I, I just had my friend Super Dave uh, from college yeah. start watching because he's a huge uh, English Premier League soccer fan. So I was like, do watch this. And then I revealed to him the other day that I have finally come to the realization that I think Ted Lasso is my favorite TV character of at least the last two decades. Wow, even though Ralph. I, I've already watched, yeah, I've okay. already watched the, the entire season twice. All right. And I think I'm going to go back and watch it again. I, that's how much I loved it. When you wow. watch a show like that that you just watched yeah. again and again and again, do you still derive pleasure from it that immediately? Uh, well, this one, yeah. Because I know you do it as well, Press. I like, do. You watch it back to back. And I, yeah. And to me, I have to let it breathe a little bit before I dive right back in. And, the thing and... about Ted Lasso is uh, I just, for some reason, when I looked at the uh, trailer poster or whatever, I'm like, oh, that does nothing for Looks me. stupid. Well, so I thought it was like overly comedic. Like, right. oh, oh, it's just going to be like pratfall after, you know? Yeah. And it was not that. It's his character, His character is not that. The episodes were only a half hour long. Which we love. Which we totally love. And there were 10 episodes, so... I, we love that. We, and I, yeah. And so when it was over, I was like, oh my God, I loved it. And then my wife ended up watching it, and I watched it with her. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna watch it again with strangers. With no, I'll yeah. watch it by myself. But every single character on that show is all right. Even the even the. Well, I'm on board. I'm the souls are great. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely. Uh, a lot of people are giving me the thumbs up on it. So Ted yeah. Lasso's on the list. Wild and Styles fell in love while filming Don't Worry, Darling, which she directed and he starred in. So we'll see how that meeting goes. Is that a rom-com? Do we know the, the, what that movie's about? I don't know. Is it about uh, Detroit, a futuristic robot that takes care of crime? I think that's what it's about. Uh, at 99, even minor scares seem major. Prince Philip, the husband of Queen Elizabeth, has been taken to the hospital in London after feeling unwell, per a Buckingham Palace statement. Uh, they said His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh, was admitted to the King Edward the Seventh Hospital in London on Tuesday evening. I mean, at 99, it, he is doing great. If oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that he's that age, but you have to check out everything. I understand that he threw out his back, Preston. He pointed at something. Oh, my goodness. Well, you got to be careful. You got to stretch. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, why did I do that? Uh, why the- did I need to point over there? The Duke's admission... Where's my pointer? Come here. ...is a precaution. Oh, it's a person yes. who points for him. Point at that thing over there. Uh, where, sir? No! <laughs> I hate you all. The Duke's admission is a precautionary measure on the advice of His Royal Highness's doctor after feeling unwell. The statement continues saying the Duke is expected to remain in the hospital for a few days of observation and rest. They've had both their rounds of uh, COVID shots, haven't uh, he and the Queen? I, I think I remember that, yeah. yeah. The sources tell people it was not an emergency. Philip walked into the hospital without help. They add that the Queen is staying at Windsor Castle. You know, uh, the... the... <laughs> The perception was it might have been syphilis. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are awaiting the final decision surrounding their official royal duties after stepping down from their posts last year. Sources tell people that they will lose their patronages, uh, which were given to them by the Queen. Harry will also lose his honorary appointments in the military. They're expected to retain their royal titles. Patronages, by the way, are box turtles that everyone gets. Oh, And they'll have to return those. Um, the uh, Cuff and Link, both of them? <laughs> Cuff and Link. Wow. Have you ever been in a hospital? I think, Nick, was it somebody, you had a family member who was in a hospital, and they, they cleared out some some of the... Was, yeah, somebody- my cousin gave birth to her first baby, and uh, Britney Spears came in, and uh, they, they got she got the out. entire wing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Wow. Huh. Yep. They'll probably do that. Maybe him. he's st- staying in the Britney Spears wing of the hospital. Um, 
the bachelorette couple, Dale Moss and Claire Crawley, got engaged, split up, but then were spotted together in Florida promoting speculation that uh, they were getting back together. A, a source tells E. Dale had regret over everything that happened between him and Claire and has been reaching out to her recently. Dale said. Uh, she finally caved. And decided to answer his calls and uh, talk it out with him. Are you sad, Dad? Dale said. Uh, they added that uh, they aren't back together, but Claire has expressed. Dale want to kiss you. She misses him and wants to work it out. Rumors swirled that uh, he cheated on her, but Moss has uh, denied the reports. Uh-huh. Well, now, they, the pictures I saw, they were pretty close. They were, I would even say, on the way to canoodling. In uh, another Bachelor saga, alum Ben Higgins is opening up about his health scare while on the show. He said, the craziest thing that ever happened to me on this franchise that I can speak openly uh, to now is I had a massive parasite the whole time that I was on the show. Wow. He said, I was in Honduras, which is a, a country that I love for a wedding, and I get a parasite in my gut. I have an incredible stomach flu for the three months of the season. Ugh. Lost 30 pounds oh. from start to finish. So yeah. he likes to eat raw chicken. And yes. I think it finally caught up with him. Maybe. So uh, have, you, have you ever had food poisoning or a parasite like that? Not a parasite. Yeah. No, I've gotten sick from oh. eating something, but no, I've never had anything like that. 30 pounds. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Dylan McDermott, by the way, has uh, teased his debut in, L- in uh, Law & Order. Uh, organized crime, that's what it's going to be called, uh, with a picture of himself in character. And he wrote April 1st. That's it. Uh, details on his character are scant. <laughs> April and 1st is uh, April Fool's Day. That is correct. Uh, yep. Uh, he's lying to us. Uh, show doesn't even exist. Christopher Maloney is returning as Elliot uh, Stabler. As Maloney. Well. <laughs> he won't stand for it, you know. Uh, you know, they have canceled. He doesn't stand for Maloney. <laughs> CSI New Orleans. Yeah, well, I've got that here. Okay, yeah. So CSI New Orleans will conclude its seventh season, and the series finale will air uh, in May after 155 episodes of the crime procedural. (sighs) It's going to be hard to say goodbye to the characters I've grown so fond of. Uh, the NCIS never watching it. Uh, spinoff made its debut in 2014. Star Scott Bakula. I like Rob him. Kirkovich, uh, Daryl Mitchell. Uh, I like Daryl Mitchell too. He's great. Uh, Necker uh, Zadegan. Uh, Vanessa Ferlito, Charles Michael Davis, Chelsea Field, and CCH Pounder. That's somebody's name. Yeah. CCH oh, yeah. Pounder. You'd I recognize don't know. him, actually. Would I? Okay. Yeah. You left out uh, Clump Wiskowitz. Oh. <laughs> Clump is. Uh... Hey, Clump, you're wanted on set. <laughs> per. I said him. <laughs> CCH Pounder is oh, a lady. Yeah, but... I know her. Yeah. Uh, what do I mainly know her from? She, she was with Clump Wiskowitz. <laughs> oh. Uh, she's been in lots of stuff, uh, Nick. Uh, anyhow. Oh, yeah, you know, yes, she's been in a number of things. She is um, a character actress. Yes. All right, so anyhow. She's an American actress, if I may, Preston. Uh, news of the series' end comes just one day after news broke that the new NCIS spinoff is in the works, and that will be NCIS Hawaii. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, the, Aloha. Uh, the new series comes from many of the same creators as NCIS New Orleans, but they're just going to switch out uh, the locale. What year is Hawaii Five-0 in? The, the, the um, mm-hmm. reboot. Now, that's been on for like seven or eight years, hasn't it? The one uh, with the it, it has, yeah. It's been on for quite a while, yeah. 
Yeah, it came uh, out in 2010, man. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It wow. says through uh, 2020, so I don't know if they're still making new episodes or not. You know, I so this one's more like, um, they're more like paramilitary on this. I, I used to love the original Hawaii Five-0 with Jack Lord. Did you watch that at all, Preston? Yeah, when I was a kid, yeah. absolutely. All right, and uh, let me see. Do I have time for Do one it. more? One more. Uh, Netflix confirmed that Tim Burton's live-action coming-of-age comedy centering around Wednesday Adams has been given an eight-episode order. Ah! The upcoming series, aptly titled Wednesday, follows Morticia and Gomez Adams' death-obsessed daughter as she attends the peculiar Nevermore Academy. Uh, Netflix described the series Wednesday attempts to master her emerging psychic ability, thwarts a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town, and solved the supernatural mystery that embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationships of the strange and diverse student body. I've always loved the Wednesday character. She's basically a goth girl, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I'll be curious to see who they get to play her. Yeah, and they're gonna. She's gonna be like solving. Yeah, I, I don't. Not necessarily crimes, but mysteries and things like that. She's working at uh, CSI in New Orleans. Uh, she will be Burton. This will be uh, Burton's directorial debut for television. By the way, uh, the character Wednesday Adams was first introduced, but unnamed, by cartoonist Charles Adams in The New Yorker in 1938. So she didn't have a character. But by the time the series came around in '64. The budding goth icon was given the name Wednesday. Do you know that none of them, I think, or most of them did not have names in the original comic strip? It was just the Adams family. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so several people have portrayed the macabre Adams kid, including Lisa Loring, Christina Ricci, and Chloe Grace Moretz. But we don't know who is going to be portraying her in this as of yet. By the way, Preston, on his IMDb on uh, Tim Burton's uh, announced Beetlejuice 2. Oh, wow. So I, I don't know if that's in production or where it stands, but um, I'd like to see that. I, I'd love the first one. Yeah, it could I'd, use, a, like, you know, some special effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the definitely. whole outside the house scenes, those were, uh, they're pretty dated. Yep. All right, we're ready for clips. Warning, do not agree to clean and abandon family's fun center if you fear animatronics. In Willie's Wonderland, Drifter is forced to fight off possessed puppets in exchange for getting his car fixed. And here, David Sheftel discusses why he signed up for this project. Here we go. I had an amazing childhood. I went to Chuck E. Cheese. I never feared for my life. But the thought of the animatronics coming to life and uh, doing horrible, horrible things just made me go, I've got to be a part of this movie. Yeah! This is the uh, Nicolas Cage film, Preston. You said, what's the video game that it mimics? Five Nights at Freddy's. Right, right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie's Wonderland is available now on Amazon Prime Video if you want to see that. Here's the next clip. In breaking news in Yuba County, a woman takes advantage of her growing celebrity status when the police and public think that her dead husband is just missing. And in this clip, actress Mila Kunis explains how her character is based off of a real person. We found a bunch of great videos on YouTube, and it's based on one specific video of a young reporter that for we don't exactly know what she was trying to report on, but she kept going from door to door and nobody would answer her door. And it was the most funniest, saddest interview of all time. And that's what this character is based off of. Uh, Bring News in Yuba County is available now, and that is also on Amazon Prime Video. And there you go. That's your report for today. By the way, uh, nice text I got here. It says, Gadzooks. Uh, from New York, New York, I am on my way to get my COVID vaccine, 
And I'm a music teacher out here. I'm nervous and excited and so thankful that I have you guys in my ears keeping me ah. zen with this experience. Love you guys. And that is from uh, David, who is checking in. Uh, so we appreciate it. And What's I guess th- snow probably hasn't hit that area as of yet, but it's on its way up to New York. So we have it outside. Can you see how much how, how much is it coming it's down? It's covering there? the road at this point. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. The snowfall doesn't look heavy where no, we are in uh, in Bella Kenwood, but it is going to get heavy. And we've gotten lots of texts and and uh, check ins from people who are saying that certain areas more out west are receiving and south are, are getting really, really heavy snow. So, And they're saying because it's so cold that it's sticking right away. Right. Uh, and there's some icy conditions underneath, too. So well, just be careful. It's falling on a pre-existing snow and ice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. Be safe on that drive. We'll help keep you company. We have some guests and stuff to get to. We'll be back shortly. Get your hands on some awesome merch at MMR's Rock Shop. Get shopping at WMMR.com now. All the merch that rocks. Some guests joining us this morning. Uh, Kim Delaney is going to be on the show in the 9 o'clock hour. Michael Cudlitz, uh, who you remember from uh, Walking Dead, is going to be in the new show Clarice. About Clarice Starling. Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal and all that stuff. Uh, and, uh, of course, we got to get the latest on weather. Michael Barkan from NBC Sports <laughs> Philadelphia. Yeah. His take the weather. on what weather is to him. Yeah, everyone goes and immediately to, to meteorologists, but we figured, let's yeah. get a sports person's take on it. Yeah. I'm seeing out there, President, what would constitute pack powder. Pack powder. Pack, is pack, he, he in like a powdery snow coming down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, it's uh, it's making its impact. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to Michael and get his latest uh, <laughs> later on this morning. Uh, Nick had an encounter he wanted to share. Yeah, so this requires a, a tiny bit of setup. I, right. I uh, was in Wawa, and uh, there's a gentleman in Wawa that I see um, frequently. He's a, a super nice guy, and he's a talker. And so he's there uh, around the same time that I'm there um, often during the week. And uh, Is this with, in the morning on the way in to it work? Is. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. what, what he likes to some, do... Uh... Oh, there you go, yeah. Uh, what he likes to do is uh, talk to the employees. So he likes hanging out there huh. and, and getting to know the people. And um, so they've gotten to know him, but he, he'll hang for an extended period of time. So he'll be there when I arrive and then uh, be there when I leave, too, which is totally <laughs> fine. He's a, he's a talker and a friendly person. That's, that's his social uh, deal for It me. is, yeah. And so um, uh, I've had some pleasant encounters yeah. with him plenty of times in the past. And so the, the other day I was there, and uh, he was uh, at the coffee station, and behind the coffee station is where they, they make some of the sandwiches, breakfast, breakfast setup, and whatever else. And he was chatting with a Wawa employee behind the counter. And they're having some back and forth, and it turned out, as I'm listening to their conversation, he is uh, complaining about his son, who is uh, 14 or 15 years old, back-talking his mother. Mm-hmm. And so the Wawa employee is agreeing with him and, and his assessment that uh, he has to respect his mother. And there's back and forth, and she's saying, yeah, you know, you can't talk to your mother that way. And then so he gets to the point in the story where he goes, yeah, and then... He dropped the F-bomb, and the, the Wawa employee was like, oh, my God, no, no, really? The F-bomb? And he said, yeah, F you to the mother. Yeah. And and the Wawa employee says, oh, no, you can't talk to your mother that way. It's completely disrespectful. And he's like, yeah. And that's when I slammed his head into the corner of the table. Whoa. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> listening to this conversation, and it occurs to me that uh, domestic abuse has taken place yeah. and, and uh, beating a child. and. You know, up until that point, I, I was completely removed from the conversation, and um, it was none of my business. But at that point, I had a little oh, internal no. debate, and uh, and the debate yeah. is: Do you say anything, or do you not right, say anything? Right. 
And so, um, so she kind of like uh, laughed, but awkwardly at when, yeah. when he talked about slamming his. And literally, this is, the words that he said were, "And that's when I took his head and I slammed it into the corner of the table." Ooh, right. And so that's what my reaction was. It was like, kind I, of, I can see like you could, you maybe. I go. A smack or something? A, yeah, I, I not, can't even. I, I'm listen. I yeah. don't believe in beating your children, and whatever you decide to do yeah. is it's your business. But when then you publicly declare that in yeah, yeah. In, in a in a public place like Wawa, yeah. I, it took me by surprise. And so I said, <laughs> I I I, I kind of did what you did, Preston. Was like, ee! you know, I make a noise like that. And he looked at me when I made that noise, and I had my mask on, and he had his mask on, and so you can't always hear everybody's conversation when something like that happens. And uh, and then I I kind of on my breath, but also uh, audible uh, say, so I guess it's okay to beat your kids, Ooh. like kind of to myself, but loud enough so that somebody could hear it. And he goes, "What'd you say?" And I was like, well, uh, "You know, I mean, you, it's okay to slam your kid's head in the table." He's like, "No, he he had it coming." And so at that point, I'm like, I, I don't want to engage in the conversation any further. Right. I'm not I'm not going to convince him. We're in a public place. Like I disagree with this guy has done. I've made my point, and, and so I walked away. And and but and I paid, and I left, and that was it. That was the end of the exchange, right? But then I, like, it, it, I, it sat with me the whole rest of the day. I, like, do you say something to somebody who's admitted to slamming their son's head into the corner of the table or not? You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I just didn't know what to do at that point. And I don't know where the line is of, is it any of my business? That's a damn good question. I don't know. Uh, and I don't know the answer to that. I didn't it's think it totally, was going to go in this direction. Totally that's awkward. a little bit heavy. Yeah. That is heavy. Yeah, well, and I mean, uh, you know, sometimes I, I like giving I know the Wawa has Angus burgers. <laughs> they, they do. do. They do. And in fact, we have a chance yeah, yeah. I honestly, a year's worth of Angus burgers in the lesson question later on. Yeah, what, I, I mean, what I thought you were going to say is you paid for your, your stuff. The change came out of the little change thing. But the person in front of you in line, they forgot to get their change. So, their change, so your change was mixed in with their change. <laughs> what do you do right, in no. that sort of situation? Listen, if it's too heavy, it's too heavy. <laughs> but it, it was an awkward exchange. And uh, if you guys want to want to talk about it we don't have to talk I about think, it but I it think, just was so freaking weird and i didn't i just didn't know what to do well you have a couple of issues physically i like like to say that you to say that you grabbed your son's head and, and smashed it off the corner of a table um you got to realize how that's going to sound i was i was i was spanked and smacked if i you know not not outlandishly like why didn't you finish your cheerios and right. then i was cold cocked uh, you know, when it was stuff that could be bad or I might, I might, it might be injurious to myself if I didn't pay attention, then I would receive, you know, something that would be uh, a little bit more uh, corporal in my punishment. Yeah. But uh, in also... this case, when you say you're slamming someone's head on the corner of a table, corner of a table. You, can yeah. s- it, you can see how that and sounds a little roadhouse-ish. It's a person that I've encountered many times. So it's not like he's not a complete stranger. I don't right. know him and he doesn't and you know find me. him pleasant? I, yes. Yeah. Up until that point, it was, <laughs> it was always an, a nice exchange. But then, like, now in the back of my mind, I know I'm going to see him again. So do I, do I do anything at any point? I don't know. I mean, you're also... Listening to him tell a story, so you don't know, yeah, if a he actually did that. I wasn't there. B, yeah. you know, yeah, like, to, to, is it wasn't is it uh, an exaggeration? Yeah, was he trying to sound tough and you know, and he didn't actually do that? Like, I don't, I don't even. Know. Which you should probably say is, I'm going to need to see you slam your son. Yeah, down I need to see table. before I can find out how I really feel about that. And he's uh, a talker, you know. He like yeah. he likes telling stories. He's there every morning. So, Casey, your point could be completely accurate. Yeah, he might have just been telling a story to tell a story, and maybe he never did that. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. That's, uh, you know, because what what can you do, actually? Yes. What can you do? Citizen's arrest. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, think I so. Guess so. You I think you can fashion one of those Angus burgers into a badge. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say... I don't know what you can do. I mean, you know, do you do you, do you call the police and say, hey, I overheard this, and this guy comes to Wawa regularly. If you're really concerned, you could do that, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like to deputize you, sir, could you follow him home? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, maybe. Very that's how they return with that. We'll give you a gun. Uh, because, you know, you're talking about abuse. you got to take that seriously. Well, the ab- also, by the way, Preston, in this current environment, I was looking at statistics coming out about domestic abuse skyrocketing. Abuse against kids skyrocketing mm-hmm. uh, because of the lockdowns and everything mm-hmm. now. So you you radar us up, but I think the thing to do is ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no, no. it's go on the radio and talk about it and hope the problem will solve itself. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, Nick. Do you, have you seen this guy since then? No, no okay. I think this was uh, Thursday or Friday last week, and so I haven't encountered him since. But I'm a little nervous about seeing him another time. Yeah. I think what you need to do is invite him to go ziplining. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I guess if it really eats at you and you do want to find out a little bit, you could say, look, listen, man, I couldn't help it overhearing you tell yeah. the story the other day. And I just got to know, did you injure your child? Yeah. Now, that's... That's going to take it to another level. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I don't know. Man. I think you could. I think you could say, "Listen, you you need to understand." From from I heard this. It was a little troubling because I don't know, and we're hearing stories now about stuff going on, and it's probably not none of my business. Maybe I should. Talk, of, do, um, do you think I should talk to the Wawa employee? No. You know? Here's what I think. I think because right, that Wawa's on Belmont. I think you need to drive past that Wawa for now on. Turn right on the Rock Hill and go to the other Wawa. <laughs> go to a different and Wawa. you'll never see that there guy. There is one right down yeah. the street. Yeah, and you'll never and see that guy no, again in your life. That's where you encounter his yeah. more aggressive brother. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They do have a better parking lot in the Rock Hill they one. Do. Yeah, they so, do. They yeah. do. It's, it's outside, of, <laughs> outside of of the abuse, there is the question of when is it... Uh, you're going to cross a line if you decide to insert yourself into something that you see. And that's a big debate that yeah. one has to have. I had that debate even voicing something kind of under my breath. You know, like, mm. do I even say well, I mean, anything? Even, even for smaller things, it's, yes. it's hard to determine. Is this worth me, you know, getting myself involved in? And I've got, I, I don't know. I've gotten myself involved in things. And regretted it. And then I've right. got myself involved in things. And I was glad that I did. And that life is going to be full of those moments. And you make those calls. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. But you just have to go with what's in your gut. Right. So my advice to you would be to kidnap him. <laughs> so at, <laughs> and but, interrogate him. Yeah. So at, at a certain point, and I have a line, and I haven't gotten, I don't think, ever to that line um, where I need to get involved. But at a certain point... This guy, even he can say, "This is none of your business." Yeah. Well, at a certain point, at a certain point, you've made it my business, right? Yeah. So you're telling everybody. So most recently, I was behind somebody in line at a store, and they had like a two to three year old, no more than three year old child with them, and they were in front of the lottery machine, and there there are buttons on this giant box, and the kid was pressing the buttons, and mommy tells him no. And then when uh, he does it again, she swats his hand. And I thought that that was a little excessive. I, and I'm thinking, you idiot, this is, a, this is a child. This is a baby, and there are buttons there. That's what babies do. Right. If you don't want them to do that, you pick them up. But you don't have to, you know, now you're making, you're making, and this is not a, none of my business, but at a certain point, you've made this my business. You're doing this in front of me, and this makes me uncomfortable. So I'm, you know, and in my mind, I was like, if she does it again, 
I'm going to say something, but it didn't happen again. I was actually thinking about you in this exchange, Casey, because of your encounter with the, the drunk kid that you saw a year or two ago, and you didn't know whether or not initially to say anything about it, and you did, and, and then the parent, is that right? And then yeah. the parent, well, yeah, because he was going to die, but I, you yeah. know, he, um, I didn't. Re- I didn't want to get him in trouble, right? right? So I was like, oh, man, I don't want to get this kid arrested. And it's not necessarily your business. Well, thank, then, thankfully, th- my friend said, what if that was your child? Right. And I said, thank you for saying that. And then I went and got the authorities. And, and lo and behold. your child. <laughs> yeah. I had the opposite thing the other day. We were in a grocery store, and this uh, woman had, uh, she had her, her two young kids' sons. And, and they were probably, I don't know, six or seven or something like that. No discipline oh, at yeah. all. And they were, I, I felt like saying, would you please? Yeah. Could you please reel him in here for me? You know, because they were obnoxious over the top. And I, that's a different kind of, uh, but of it, neglect in my mind. That's like. Yeah. But oh. they're related. Yeah, they clearly yeah, are. Yeah. 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 Like, I, like, for example, why are why are your children now becoming my issue? Why? Why? You know, like at a movie or at a restaurant or or, or whatever. When that's when that's this, it's the same scenario. And I'll at a certain point, I've done it. I've. <laughs> I, I'm at a theater, you know, it was 11 o'clock screening of Awakenings. I remember the movie. Yeah. The, the, there was like a five-year, four-year-old in the theater. Like, what? The, what? Why? And the kid's yelling, and I go back, and I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 I was in the dark, and I, I put my hand down on the, uh, on the, on the uh, armrest of the woman. You know, people around her were telling her, please, you know, we're trying to watch. And people were being kind, and I said, you need to get your child out to the lobby. Yeah. This is not uh-huh. right. And she, she did it. But, I mean, it's like, come on. Yeah, uh, Nick, with this guy, the thing I think about is why do you think he is so vocal against his mother? What drove him to this point? <laughs> well, that's the other debate <laughs> yeah, that I had in my right. head. It's like, where do you think this kid gets it? Yeah. Right. yeah. Hang on a second. So here's here's a, a suggestion. And, and I want to uh, I don't want to dwell well, on this I, too long. Uh, but this might be a good suggestion. I'm going to go to Sean. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How hey, are you? Good. Sean, you got advice for Nick? Yeah, um, I would go back to that Wawa and um, get the guy's license plate and, um, you know, call the cops and have him do a wellness check. You okay. That, to, might, be, you know, that might be a way to not get directly involved, maybe. I don't know yeah, what they can do. about, you know, doing something and not just sitting there dwelling on it. That, that's a smart way. That's passive. Could you have... Could you have your girlfriend sort of pretend that she's interested in him? Thanks, Sean. And <laughs> pump him way. for information. That's sure. a great idea. Yeah. Right? Bring it. Right? All right. You always it. have such interesting Wawa orders. Yeah. Like Andrea's hot, man. She yeah. could go in there All right. and, yeah, you know, kind of wear the right clothes you know, like, and get like, him interested. Uh, I need a decoy. Yeah. Maybe even go back to the house. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Is this the table? How did let, your knuckles get all bloody and bruised? Let her, is, why is the corner of this table broken? Tell her that uh, that she swings and wants to get the wife involved. Right, and, yeah. You know, I like the way you guys are thinking. Yeah. That might work. This is a creative, outside-the-box thinking. So listen, an and offshoot of this conversation, because, uh, listen, it's it's important, and I'm glad you brought no, it yeah. up, but, you know, we don't need to go I understand. on and on yes. and get stories of abuse uh, calling in. But you brought up something I thought was kind of interesting. Is people who work in a retail position, and and specifically, you know, like convenience stores and, and things like that, where somebody can come and kind of loiter. Oh yeah, and, yeah. You had me think. I either talk to people talk that come to yeah and talk and and not do it. I, I, some people might like that. They might like the company that worked there. Others that would drive me insane. I was at a a grocery store not that long ago, and a guy and I just wanted to buy my stuff and get out of <laughs> yeah. there. 
and a local guy is sitting there. This is when I was I was down the shore. A local guy is talking to the gal behind the counter, and they're having a grand old conversation about their kids, right. and old Bessie's been up to this, and right. blah, blah, blah. And I'm standing there. Hold it. My hands are full. Right. I, didn't, I didn't get a cart. I just had enough items where I could just right. hold it, and I'm holding them. <laughs> and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and they're going back and forth, and she sees me, the one who's working there, and I'm like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> was he being checked out or was he just talking? Ah, well, he bought some lottery tickets and then they had their conversation. No, the, the transactions were done, but it was driving me absolutely crazy. Be aware Go of your surroundings. Now. Yeah, please. Exactly. Well, but that's. I don't know if there are any retail workers who, who had that situation. They just want you to. They, you want them to leave. 215-263-WMMR. I absolutely know that this is the case where you, if you work in any place. And, and listen, I think it's wonderful that there I. You know, where, where someone who may not, who maybe doesn't have a lot of interaction in their life can go. And if the people are very nice and the people who work at these places and they interact and yeah. they, uh, and there was a 7 Eleven that I would go to uh, when I was over in, uh, in Maniunk in the morning and there was a guy there all the time. And he would talk to the guys behind the counter and he'd be standing there. It was almost like he was, he was an employee. And that very thing, Preston, he would slow down the, and they, these guys were so nice. They weren't like, you know, kind of, I, I, buddy, I need to work now. I need to work now. And it was like, I'd walk in there and I, I, I literally sink. It's like, oh no, this guy, because, you know, I don't, and you, you want to be pleasant, but I don't want to talk right now. I just want to go to work. Yeah. And what are you doing up at this time? Yeah. Yeah. There was, we saw the same thing at a, uh, a Walmart in our area where this, this guy would come and he'd hang around where they sold you know the sports section where they sold the yeah. firearms and the yeah. fishing rods and all that stuff and and just would linger and hang around and just talk and I think religion was his thing right and so fishing and religion fishing yeah. and religion <laughs> and just would would that's what he did yeah and I I mean are they really lonely people Is that I part I, of yeah, it? I think that's part of it like. You know, but you don't like it. You never see like like a surgeon. There's never someone in the <laughs> operating theater going. Yeah. Is this your favorite kind of suture? You yeah. know, so other doctors don't come in. Yeah, you run into these issues where places and, and you know, listen. During the pandemic, things are different, obviously. Absolutely. Right. But when places have seats inside, you know, which gives somebody, you know, any one of these people an opportunity to sit yeah. and maybe sip on some coffee for hours at a time. Just shooting the poop, so to speak. Yeah. That happens quite a bit. Right. Uh, outside of my local Wawa, and it's not inside the Wawa, but it's outside the local Wawa. And, I, you know, my friends tell me about this, but they're they're the trash can guys. The guys that hang out by the trash cans. I know exactly what you're talking about. Drink their coffee, smoke some cigarettes. There are two dudes, again, at the same. Now, I don't I don't go to the 7-Eleven anymore now because I have the... the uh, the, there's the Duncan and the Wawa right near me. Right. So, so um, uh, you know, in, in Germantown. But there with the, that basically was a high-top table, the garbage yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. And the guy stood on both sides of it. I think I've seen some Delco references that it's kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As well, where, yeah. You, where you hang out over the trash can. It's a cocktail coffee, table. Or eat your lunch. Yeah. yeah. But I've seen people with their lunch on, on the, the garbage. garbage. <laughs> I mean, trash can. Would you even eat do it. that if you, like, let's say you sprayed it down with some anti- No! Uh, it's full of garbage. Yeah. There's, there, are, there are smells coming out of the yes! garbage can. It, it attracts might, bugs. Might overpower yeah. your, your Italian hoagie. So. I mean, it's like hopping into the dumpster to take a nap. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go to Tim. Hi, Tim. You are on the air. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, sir. What's up? 
not too much. Uh, I work at Wawa. I'm actually sitting in the parking lot right now. Ah. Um, but we used to have this customer that would linger for a good two hours every time she would come in. By, um, by like, the deli counter or where? All over the store. She uh, she liked a few of the employees. She was an older lady. Yeah. Um, but she would always talk to the minors and was, like, kind of awkward, you know? What? Uh, sex? No. Would she, would she talk about sex, or was she just talking to younger people and it was creepy? But she would kind of allude a little bit to it. Oh. Was she yeah, hot? Was <laughs> she was lingering in the store for a long My time. My is like leather. Oh, God. <laughs> it can yeah. handle all kinds of things. It's fun like stuff. jerky. Um, wait, Casey wants to know if she was hot. No. No. Uh, no. no. Yeah. Well, that's why Not she's trying she was to... a very lonely woman. Okay. And um, that your, your heart. So right. let me ask you, Tim. Did you, does your heart sort of go out to someone like that? At first, I felt bad for it, but after about two months of it, I was getting pretty tired of it. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. I mean, um, it'll wear down the best of us. Tim, did they ever have to ask her to leave? Uh, well, yeah. So one time, I was at one point, I was a night supervisor, and I was the manager on shift, and uh, I was at the register, and I could hear her like yelling, basically from the deli. Uh, about selling her blood plasma to uh, <laughs> make money, basically. And, uh, so wow. had she set up a little table to sell it in the back by the coffee? Yeah, basically. And I was like a good 20 feet. I was like on the other side of the store, and I could hear her yelling about that. So, uh, wow. I told her, Miss, you need to either stop talking about that or leave. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, Rose, I'm busy right now. Yeah. Take yeah. the plasma out. Yeah, why don't you sell it out of the back of your van? All right, thanks, Tim. I mean, it's what, like, so, you know, you're in these situations, and I think... You know, if they're the constant, you're the variable. And sometimes you have time for it, and then other times you don't. Right. You know what I mean? I, so, I, like, I hear you, and I think I would like to be the person who would be kind enough to engage and, and, and make give them something, at least a little interaction, and make them happy. But th- there's also you know, there's also reality, too. Cut yourself a break if you yeah. don't right. have the patience for that. But, right. like, you know, you know, I think... On a good day, yeah. Uh, perhaps I would Make like love to, to them. I would, I, I would like to think uh, on a normal day, yeah. I would see it for what it is, and this person just needs some human interaction, and I'm going to give them that flesh on flesh like, contact. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm going to give them it's that, like the one legged nun at the Walmart. <laughs> but uh, that was the uh, acme, and, acme, and it wasn't oh, yeah. one legged. It was a club foot. <laughs> Smell like cheese. Not, yeah, Smell like cheese. No, it's not like butterscotch. Oh, butterscotch. <laughs> I'm oh my sorry. god. Uh, but you know, there's uh, when when you're working with other people, and yeah. one turns the other and goes, "Dude, look over there, look, look who's, who's here." here. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and you're and you like, go, "Oh God!" No. No. At a bookstore, it's a th- so again, you know, of, of legitimate. Mm. God, people spend days in bookstores. Preston, from opening to closing, Beatles Bookstore and Bayshore. You know, I'm going to make a major movie about it uh, because I have so many, I had so many weird experiences because that was. People would come in, and it was a library. So yeah. they well, for that the basically thing, it's set yeah. up. They have it, they have right. couches and chairs for you to sit and stay. It Barnes was and Noble, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so from opening to close, people would be there. However, like, they have changed a bit because they used to have like a whole area where you could yeah. sit, you could stay, you could have book clubs. Now it's sort of scattered to Get out. chairs, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like around. It's like don't stay as long as we yeah, wanted you're right. to before. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Last time I went to one, uh the only place to really go sit down was in the little cafe area that they had and and you don't yeah. order food. Yeah. I mean not order food. You need to order food if you're gonna sit there. So yeah, they've kind of pulled it back yeah. a little bit. <laughs> uh I'm gonna go to Brandy. Hi Brandy, you are on. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Brandy? Oh. What'd you say? 
longtime listener, first time caller. Oh, well, thanks. Welcome, Brandy. What's your story to share? So we had, um, I used to manage a retail store, and we would have customers that would come in and start chit-chatting. It's the life story that you always get. And I actually um, developed a signature move that my employees would pick up on when we were getting that exit to happen, Mm -hmm. where you continue to talk to the customers. You just kind of slowly back to the door and keep them engaged and then open the door and tell them that it was great. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you're kind of leading them, unbeknownst to them, to the door. And then you open it for them, being courteous. And you can be discreet about it. Would you ever employ, Brandy, the thing where you would gently grab the back of their belt uh, from behind and the collar of their shirt and run them out the door? (laughs) Well, honestly, that's just inappropriate. We would stick with the scruff of the neck. (laughs) Yes. I like that. No, there there is that. Also, if you have a a back of the store to go to, Mm -hmm. that's always, oh, we're getting a delivery now. I got to go in the back. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) The truck just showed up. The truck just showed up. (laughs) How do you know? I just know. (laughs) I just realized, uh, and I've talked about this, but I was a store hanger-outer for the longest time. Which really. Was 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 the plan to get a job there, or you just took oh, the place? I wanted to work there so bad. Oh, uh, me too. It was West Coast Video. Oh, and I wanted so to, cool. I wanted to work at West Coast, but they didn't need anybody to work oh. there. But they allowed us <laughs> yeah. to do their jobs for them. So when people, <laughs> I listen, I was like a high school. I was like yeah. fifteen years old or something like that, and I just love movies so much. And I love what, them so much. There would be a stack of movies that yeah. needed to get put back. I'd do it for him. Yeah. Yeah, let me go do that for you. Dude. You know? Oh so my. that's maybe why they let me hang well, out. We, we talked about that. We talked we talked <laughs> that, an we, we talked about hanging out with intent, Preston. You yeah. brought it up. Yeah. Hanging and, out with the intent. And so we did the topic one day on the air and people called in. They give you a job eventually, maybe. And you're absolutely right, Casey. I didn't realize I was a hanger on her. It was yeah. a music store, I, right? It was, it was a drum headquarters. It was yeah. a drum store, and I would just, I'd just go there. Yeah. <laughs> maybe buy a pair of sticks or something, yeah, something yeah. that I could afford. But I'd spend the rest of the day just hanging around. So those guys were like rock stars to me, man. Sure. Like people yeah. that worked in this industry, and and I just, you know. Can I work here? Look at that, drumsticks. And and then eventually when I got my first job in radio. I'm going to be on the radio. I got my first job in radio, and then they offered me a job. And I'm like, really, man? (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I would just hang out and talk music and and want to be a part of that. You felt connected. There was a case, there were a cafe um, that I used to go into. There was this old woman who would go in and hang out, and they offered her a job, and she became... Like grandma, they called her, and were, and so she was like a little mini barista thing, and it was it was sweet, you know. Yeah. And, and but I mean, at a certain point, um, there are a lot of businesses that can't accommodate giving a job to everyone who hangs out for more than ten minutes. Here's a text that says, "I worked at Barnes and Noble. People have died in those chairs. <laughs> I have no doubt. And I had guys expose themselves as well. I'm sure that's happened. Yeah, yeah. That's why they cut back on the comfortability, Kathy. <laughs> I will go to Taylor. You are on the air, Taylor. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what's up, Taylor? Um, so I'm a pharmacist, and I think a lot of people don't think about retail pharmacy in this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and I am stuck so many times, more than not, at my out window with a person who just has to pour their heart out to me like I'm their therapist. Is it and mainly, are they talking about their medical problems with you? A lot of the times, yes, but a lot of the times, no. <sighs> um, I have people come in and talk about how. They need their certain medications because they have a mistress, a wife, and a girlfriend. And I <laughs> oh, so like we're, we're talking about oh, erectile dysfunction. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it is 
a very interesting um, conversation that time at the pharmacy. And not only at my out window, I mean, I see people, they're sitting there staring at me with blaring, beating red eyes because I'm like, I don't know how to tell this person that I need them to leave. Yeah. it's a little it's a little hard to do, especially in a medical setting when you want to respect the person. But at the same time, you really have to um, have them move along because you have a job to do. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor, I have to ask this, and this is off off topic. But do you do you uh, form opinions on people based on their prescriptions that they uh, <laughs> that they pick up? I do not. I okay. try not to because. I'm a I'm a pretty young pharmacist, so I don't I'm not really like jaded about the profession or anything yet. I'm pretty much really an open person, and I just try and and learn my patients um, because they're they're people too. And no, I don't form opinions. Right. No, and it's good, honestly. A, a good pharmacist, and you sound like you're one, Taylor, who, who can. Um you know, gives a little bit of the, the advice and gives some information, is very understanding and, you know, and, and, and explains things. That's cool. I've seen, though, uh, having gone to pick up prescriptions where there's someone you can clearly see has been there for a month mm-hmm. and is hanging out and it's right. become like, okay, move along. Well, and, like, how do they not get that this person has a job to do? Yeah, like, you right know, Even if Thanks, when Taylor. they're being ni- nice and they're sort of trying to move you along, you got to take the hint. Take the clue and and Why don't you be? go try on some of our clothing? Because it's over there. <laughs> some there are some people who who have social cue issues and they they can't pick up on them and it's like you might have to spell it out for them but you don't want to be rude, rude. you know what That's I mean? And I don't understand that. Like how I I don't yeah, understand you, how they don't get. There's somebody in my about. life and I I love him to death and uh, and I've told him that he is this person so it's okay. <laughs> uh, no, I know and, you're you know about. talk about who I, I I almost have to drive over for having a phone conversation and slam a chair over his head and say I have to, to go. Well, <laughs> it is now ended. I do want to remind you that that there's some people and you can't tell who may be on the spectrum and yes. and, and who That's they, a they, they story, don't. No 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 no. I mean who seems not affected yeah. in, in in any out, outside way, but but might have this little social cue thing yeah. that they don't get, and and you you might have to consider that. We talked bit. about that. That's yeah. an actual thing. Oh where yeah, people cannot read. Oh, I have. In fact, who was talking about it? It was um, experience Chris it. Rock. One of, one of my children is is yeah. in that vein and and doesn't quite get social cues, and it can be frustrating. Chris and, Rock talked yeah. about not being able to read the room. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's a real thing. Uh, let me go to Andrew. Hey, Andrew, good morning. Good morning, guys. You guys rock. What's up, Andrew? Uh, so I worked at a bike shop that was also, uh, front, the front of it was a cafe. I worked there for a couple of years. Uh, I could probably go on for hours about the amount of different people that came in, but I guess towards the end of my tenure there, we had a, uh, it was more of a public bathroom. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people, people came in. So this one, this one night near closing, this guy came in, went into the bathroom, didn't expect anything of it. Like it was pretty normal day for something like that. Um, but he comes out and then he sits at one of the tables at the cafe. I'm cleaning up for closing and he just starts battling like, like incoherent words, and I'm like, I can only imagine what he just did in that bathroom. Oh, <laughs> then, oh yeah. How long did he stay there? Uh, so probably about a half hour, and he's sitting bad. there. Yeah. So we're we're sitting there, and uh, I'm looking at the barista, and we're like, uh, what do we do? And the our one of our friends is in there, and he goes and he, he taps the guy on the shoulder. He's like, hey, hey, buddy, you all right? And he starts to fall forward off of the chair. 
And we both just, we grab him and pick him up and like sit him back on the chair. This, this dude is high off his mind. I was going to say, might have been a little bit of a drug problem. There. Yeah, I think it was yeah. a little bit more than yeah. I'm just lonely. I'm, I'm doing, yeah, I'm yeah. doing drugs in the bathroom. Did you guys have to call um, the Nick? ambulance? <laughs> Not, luckily, no. He was, he was able to get out of there on his own power. But yeah. like, hopped into his caddy. Into his car and just <laughs> took right. off. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. okay. I go through the school zone. All right. Uh, Duncan, when Thanks, I worked at Dunkin' Donuts, you know, we, which we now know as Duncan because it's, uh, it's our, we run on Duncan. Uh, the, uh, that was a place where people would come in. Now, obviously, it's, there's a, a counter and people sit down. You sit down for a normal, whatever the duration of the ingestion of a donut and a cup of coffee and a little bit of chatter. But people would be because they're twenty four hours mm. all oh I'm night. Sure. Oh McDonald's. I would leave. Yeah. I would do split shifts. I would leave on the second shift. Come back in the morning, and they would still be there. Wow, Steve McDonald's on Sundays. Yeah, it, it was like people would and and if you were a senior citizen, twenty five cent coffee. And you would come in, and you would milk that twenty-five cent coffee. But it was also a social thing, you know. Yeah. They would just come oh in my and god! Hang out with their buddies, and yeah. you know, be there all day. And there was something sort of nice about that. Oh, totally. people, people were getting yeah, a social yeah. experience. You never, you always think, well, what if it was me? If I was so lonely, right? You know, and you you want to be nice to people for that, but it's like Jesus. Hashtag <laughs> says worked at Lowe's in the paint department, where contractors would hang around the discount paint <laughs> items every day, and then badger me and others about giving them constant items. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, but it said ending conversations in a nice way became a good skill to have. Yeah. So if you can figure that out. I'm sorry, I'm mute. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I don't speak English. Yeah. Dude, I'm One not day con- I hope to learn. I would love to really? be able to communicate with you. I'm not a well, contractor, but I like hanging out in the hardware stores. Like, to me, that's just an easy place to yeah, hang out. Yeah, yeah. That's true. You know? Because you can just wander over to another yeah. department once you start boring people. For furniture stores, like, like yes. great, because you can just go sit. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, Ikea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You spend a just week go there. go sit. Yeah. I don't hang anywhere like i i have i yeah. keep going and you know what i've actually had to it's even with like family members um i've had to like at, at family parties tell myself you don't see these people like yeah. wh- like i would even bounce from room to room like i would almost be constantly trying to get out of a conversation and not because i didn't want to talk right. to the person but like I, I need to go to the next room and see if there's somebody to talk to in there or like you whatever gotta cover every you gotta cover but, all like, bases but i stopped myself because i thought you're you're like you're not you're not even communicating really with these people. So like now when I'm at a family gathering or whatever, with friends or whatever it is, I actually like force myself to sit down, stay there, okay. have the conversation, let somebody else end it. Right. Like, where am I going? Just to the kitchen? Do you still go to uh, Walmart? Why do you have to get up? Hang out in the, the bait and tackle? Stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, like, the bass I, are running, huh? <laughs> uh, in those situations, Kathy, like where it's a whole family get together, I... I get to these points where I'm like, I don't want to talk at all. So I go and I find the room that my brother-in-law is in. I don't speak English. And I go sit there because he doesn't want to talk to anybody either. Oh. So we'll go into the sit. We'll sit in the same room right. and not talk. <laughs> I'll just, I'm just going to sit do you, here. Do you pull an autofocus? He'll, he'll, he'll play like, no, uh, maybe. Uh, he'll play Clash of Clans on his phone. And then yeah. I'll just sit there on my phone. And we just sit there in silence. And then somebody will come in and start up a conversation. Then I get up and I leave. And I, I have a hard time believing you Kath, I don't like quiet. small talk. I'm not good at it. I feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm not going to be able to really continue the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Pay I attention think... next time we're hanging out in a uh, in a setting. Unless we're sitting down playing Catan or something like that. Right. I can I can sit in one spot. But I can't. If it's just conversation, 
Can't do it. I've always thought of you as like the king of small talk, talking mm. to strangers and striking up some kind of common ground and having only a conversation. For, only you for can do it. Only Preston. You, I don't think I'm. Any I good think at you, it. you. I think yeah. you can do it better than I can. I think better than Casey can. The moment I, that somebody tells me uh, what, <laughs> what their profession do. is and I don't care about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I run out of things you're to right. ask. You're them. like it was nice to well, see you. Well, maybe oh, I yeah. am then because I'm yeah. good. At, I'm a claims adjuster. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I jokingly say that sounds like it's so much fun. I'm a lasso. I said, what, what, so what do you do? So, I, I know enough to keep it going. And I, I'm, I'm generally inquisitive. So maybe I am a, a little bit better at that. But just yeah. to, after that runs out, I feel awkward. You want to loop Preston back into the conversation, just start talking about football. Cause yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> well, then you won't be able to talk. You'll just be listening. You know how you time. To, yeah. if you, to get out of those conversations, talk about how you brutalize your children. Oh, they, my yeah, God. Yeah. Casey, <laughs> I've never met anybody better at, at meeting strangers than you, Casey. Like, you are so good at I'm it. I'm better at that than I am of being around familiar people. Okay. So, I, you know, and, and there's there's a certain shelf life to my conversation in a in a party setting. But I like meeting strangers when you are around because you are the good intro guy and like you get the conversation going. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. It's a perspective. Somebody texted and said, well I remember Casey's the guy who asked if you can fill a waterbed with pudding. <laughs> the conversation starter. <laughs> you can though, right? Yeah. 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 Sure. Uh, you can fill a bed with anything, really. Uh, I guess so <laughs> if you have the means to pump it into the waterbed, certainly. Would that be more comfortable? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so because it doesn't have the same viscosity. Okay, do they even still make waterbeds? We know that they do because we talked to the uh, there is the one last dealership. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. The guy in Jersey. <laughs> I forgot about that when the, when the phone rings. We said waterbeds. What? Looking for the pizza place, Luigi's? No. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, uh, thank you for the calls. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, you know what? Elizabeth was on hold for like 20 yes, minutes. Let me go to her her. one last call. Hi, Elizabeth. Sorry to make you hold so long. Good morning. Oh, that's okay. I got a two-year-old watching Blippy, so I... <laughs> you're, Blippy? Right. you're good. Yeah. All right. What's up? Uh, yeah. Um, so, actually, my husband and I used to live in the Upper East Side in New York. Um, and that's one of those, you know, fancy buildings where they had a doorman. Yeah, And we actually had a resident who would stand at the front desk and, you know, this poor doorman, because they actually can't leave the front desk. Mm. So, um, you know, every time we would come back home, we'd see this guy standing at the front and he'd be like this Jerry Seinfeld, like, you know, one man stand up like, yeah, what's the deal with the candy bars at the checkout? And, you know, <laughs> the poor, you know, the current doorman was just you know, completely flabbergasted. He would always look at us like, oh, save me, save me. But, so so yeah. this guy would stay know, there for a long time and do his routine was, for this guy. You know, it was, you know, and it wasn't very funny. You know, we'd leave. Yeah. And we'd <laughs> well, you know how you can tell it wasn't very funny? His audience was a doorman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I, I, know, I know what you're talking about, those people, Elizabeth. And in, in a way, you know, again, in, in the back of your mind, don't you think maybe this guy just doesn't. There's, there's, he has no interaction with people, and it's, it's the one thing that he gets. So, you sort of feel sad for him, but you also you feel sad for the doorman too. Right. He's got to sit there and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. You know, he just 
literally had no excuse to go to the back or anything. I was like, oh, you know, could you grab me that package or something? But, you know, he couldn't politely excuse himself to leave. And, the, you know, the resident, you know, had no excuse to leave either because he lived there. Yeah. I think that he should have just one day feigned sign language as if he's been deaf. Yeah. Only until you... So sometimes yeah. you're trapped. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for your calls, friends. Uh, snow's getting thicker. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll get an update on the traffic. We will get the uh, the B file, and uh, we got some guests on the program. I'll tell you about them when we return. Stay with us. Find 93.3 WMMR at radio.com. Yes. Yes, you can. Uh, quickly, before we do the bizarre file, I have a chart out uh-huh. to pass along, and... It says, uh, Gadzoo Express, and long-time listener, first-time emailing. Uh, I was wondering if you could give a huge, wet, juicy shout-out to our friend and co-worker and mentor, Chris Bost. He's also a Preston and Steve listener. And when we see each other, we talk and laugh about uh, certain segments on the show. Uh, at the time of this email, uh, Chris has been in the hospital for 21 days, battling a condition known as CIDP, which is chronic inflammatory. Uh, and then this next word I can't, uh, the next two words I can't pronounce are way too long. Uh, it's a neurological disorder. Um, and it targets your body's nerves, and it can slow your reflexes and make your arms and legs feel weak. He said this is especially dangerous when this was discovered since he is a locomotive engineer. Oh, boy. And started to feel the effects while on the job. Uh, while he is at the hospital, another friend, co-worker, Jeff, is currently sponsoring an awareness uh, to help cover the hospital and physical therapy costs. Uh, this is a wonderful instance of paying it forward since Jeff had battled cancer last year and won that battle. But all the while, Chris, the guy who we're giving the shout-out to here, donated his vacation days and helped support Jeff at his difficult time. Paying it forward was not even a question. That's awesome. He said, Jeff's not a listener yet, but I'm sure he's going to appreciate this moment to help uh, to help a friend in need. Uh, friend isn't the right word. On the railroad, it's a family member. Uh, thank you, guys. You rock. And that is from John uh, Smolzinski. Uh, who wants the shout out? So let's give him uh, a big one if you guys well, don't. Well, we can't good conscience do that until we can confirm he's going to be a listener. No, no. Okay, I, okay, I, you want to do a big so, one? Let's yeah. do a big one. Yeah. So, Chris, hang in there when, yeah. uh, while you're in the hospital and your buddy's got your back for sure. All right, we're going to do the B file. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. <laughs> All right, it's brought to you by your local Confidence Plus Service Center. Car in need of service? You can find your location at myconfidenceplus.com. Well, a barber is lucky to be alive after he accidentally stabbed himself in the chest with his own pair of shears. This is crazy. Steve Silva was cutting Max Cohen's hair when he tripped and fell on top of the scissors. Cohen said he was walking around the back of the chair, and all of a sudden, he's on the floor. And I look down, and I see blood. And he said, oh, my God, I stabbed myself and pulled a set of scissors out of his chest. Uh, the freak accident happened last Friday at Boston Barber and Tattoo Company and was captured by video surveillance. You can see Silva's colleagues rush to his aid and Cohen run off frame to grab something to help compress the wound. Uh, Cohen says that he also talked to Silva until first responders arrived. The Boston University freshman credits his quick thinking to some emergency training that he took in high school. He said, I figured as long as he stayed calm, it would probably be the best situation. 
Silva is recovering after undergoing emergency open-heart surgery. The blunt force of the scissors pierced through an artery, by the way. He probably should not have removed it. No. But, I mean, you just see it's, it's a reaction that yeah. you have, I would imagine. Get it out immediately. But that is just crazy. But he's recovering. Uh, let's see. Anukit. A 10.5-foot-long Nile crocodile Nuke it. and resident at the St. Augustine Alligator Farm Zoological Park swallowed a zipliner's shoe in December. <laughs> Bystanders watched as Anukit spit the shoe up before he ate it again. Attempts to flush the shoe out were unsuccessful. Next up, vets try to reach down Anukit's esophagus to remove the shoe, but again, their attempts <laughs> failed. So Price- I assume that they, they, they travel over the uh, the enclosure? And the zip line? Yes. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say in the story, but yes, when you go to some of these alligator right, right. farms, they have zip lines that you can ride over them. Uh, the doctor, uh, who is a large animal surgeon, was called in to perform the surgery, which went smoothly. And Anukit is now back at the park where she is reportedly doing well and avoiding all shoe shaped objects. Never heard of Anukit. An escaped cow ran inside a hospital and attacked patients, knocking over chairs. And caused general panic. And video from the waiting room shows how the animal got inside and started running around like a bull in a china shop. Jeez, this could have been an utter catastrophe. I saw the footage, and uh, at one point, Preston, the cow has a woman pinned against the wall. Yeah, a group of people inside ran to a corner for safety, but were followed by the cow that slammed into them. The cow falls several times, allowing some patients to escape. It leaves an injured woman trapped on the floor. As two men manage to grab the animal's lead and pull it away. However, it charges at the woman again as a man follows and tries to coax it back before the cow is finally seen exiting the hospital and the woman looked for help. The bizarre incident occurred in uh, Colombia in the hospital San Rafael. Uh, and a second video shows the incident from outside the medical center where a group of people clap and whistle at the cow but flee as soon as it exits. Uh, nobody was seriously injured in the incident as the trampled woman was treated for minor contusions and pain while the rest of the patients did not seek treatment. This is in Ireland. A father of three who crossed over the wrong side of the road 20 times while drunk driving and then threatened to kill a concerned member of the public who confronted him has been jailed for three years. Why? Daniel Culhane it engaged in the dangerous driving on a two-and-a-half-kilometer stretch of road. The court heard evidence from Detective Manis O'Donnell, who said that the that Colhane drove dangerously while under the influence of alcohol and tablets and in a period of time when he was disqualified from driving. He also had no tax insurance or driving license. <laughs> no license, nothing. Uh, and he caused criminal damage, breaking a glass panel on a rear door in, a search, uh, in search of alcohol. He then stole 10 cans of cider from a convenience shop. Shortly after 10 a.m., he got in his car and drove in an erratic fashion. O'Donnell said that footage shot by a passenger showed that he crossed over the wrong side of the road 20 times Jeez. as he was driving. Could have killed people. Uh, yep. He is uh, on bail when the offense... He was already on bail when the offense occurred. He has 53 previous convictions and was disqualified from driving at the time of the offense. Well, this time, no more. That's right. Turning my life around. Uh, Montreal's Metro Media has apologized for including the N-word in a French-language crossword in the community's newspaper, Le Plateau. Uh, In a statement, uh, they posted and said, We recently published a crossword containing an expression that could be hurtful to our readers, particularly those in the black community. The clue was person of the black race. Oh, my God. Wow. 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 The answer was the plural version of the N-word. 
Uh, the crossword generated, they, they reported uh, by a content creator, was pulled from a bank of crosswords and published without being revised by their our editing staff, and they apologized for it. Well, at least I'm just drinking. Uh, the apology on uh, Facebook drew a flurry of comments on mocking people for being offended by a crossword and others disheartened by the racist attitudes revealed in <laughs> such comments. I think you could get another word. Uh-huh. All right, and then we'll do one more story, and we'll wrap it up. A 26-year-old man has been cited by the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources for trying to hunt squirrels with blow darts. Is Re- that is that wrong? It's wrong. Oh. Uh, residents reported finding... It's like hunting squirrels with blow darts. Four injured squirrels, uh, two of which later died. Police oh. were investigating when an anonymous tip came in leading to the suspect. The man was cited for taking or possessing squirrels in closed season. <laughs> well... And he's required to pay fifty dollars in court costs. Is there a squirrel hunting season? I believe so. Okay, and then it, people well, people will eat squirrel. Yes, sure. Okay, absolutely. But you can't hunt them with, for trophies. Well, with a blow dart. Okay, that's Why what this not? person was doing. I think it's considered cruel. Cruel because they don't uh, die instantly. Yeah, it doesn't. Like a uh, flamethrower is the preferred, right? Well, if you yes. want to eat it right away, yeah, you could do that. But uh, does Weston still have a blow dart gun? He still does. Yeah, that's, so. that's what he used to hunt squirrels. Uh, the DNR says even though squirrel, squirrel hunting, squirrel hunting season is open. Uh, it is only legal to take the rodents. Squirrel uh, season, rabbit season, squirrel season. Legal firearms, traps, and uh, bow and arrow. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because I think it's, if you get a squirrel with a with a blow dart, it's going to be in misery. It's going to a slow, painful death. Yeah. Now, our, our former intern, Michael Anna, is a big-time hunter, and I remember seeing a video she posted of her cutting up a squirrel. Yeah. You know, and a uh, little head sitting right there and everything. So you can <laughs> you can cut them up. You can, I mean, you can hunt them and certainly eat them. They are, uh, they are yeah, it, it, they're game. They're, yeah. They're game. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, Michael Cudlitz, who you know as uh, Abraham from uh, Walking Dead, is in a show called Clarice, which yeah. is on tonight and should be pretty damn cool. So we're going to talk to him in just a few minutes. We'll stay, uh, you stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24 karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. In Shopplay Win Monopoly at Acme, every ticket wins an offer, a prize, or tokens for sweepstakes. It's easy to play. There's no game board. Just scan your tickets from checkout in the Shop Play Win app and see what you won. With over 230 million in prizes and money-saving offers, you could be a winner. No purchase necessary. See rules at shopplaywin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Acme, official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Waiting for uh, Michael Cudlitz, who's going to be on in uh, just a little bit here. A couple things to bring you up to speed on that are going on this week. In fact, today, uh, Pierre's got an interview with uh, Brian Johnson of ACDC. Very cool. I don't know. I'm curious if if he's ever spoken to him uh, before. I think so, right? I I think so. I'm not not 100% sure. 
Uh, they're promoting uh, their new album, Power Up, and uh, there's going to be some uh, tracks from the new album he's going to play. It's her seventh studio release. Uh, so that is today at 2 o'clock, which is pretty damn cool. And then we got this uh, Green Day weekend at, uh, with Billy Joe's birthday yesterday. And so we're going to do all kinds of stuff this weekend regarding that. So some good stuff on the way. All right, our guest is ready to go. Yeah. And uh, he is in uh, starring in a show about a universe that I really dig. I've read all of the novels surrounding Clary Starling and Hannibal Lecter right. from uh, Thomas Harris. And I'm deep into this world, so I'm really looking forward to seeing the show. It is called Clary's. New episode is tonight, 10 o'clock on CBS. Please welcome Michael Cudlitz to the show. Hey, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Dude, we're doing good. We're kind of we're bathed in a blanket of white right now. We're getting <laughs> some some serious snow, but other than that, we're good. What uh, what part of the world are we speaking to you from today? I am up in Toronto where we shoot Clarice. Ah, okay. that, Toronto's a good location. I think you need sort of a uh, stark, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say bleak, but that Toronto works for Clarice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're having a good time up here, and it's, I don't know how bleak it is up here. It's pretty beautiful. But, <laughs> I know, um, but but you know what I'm talking about. In the world of Clarice Starling and in the world that you guys, in which she yeah. operates, you need that sort of, you need that, that, that yeah. biting sort of hard-edged stuff. Yeah. Not the incredible strip clubs that Toronto's known for. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which... which uh, uh, nothing is open up here, just like <laughs> everywhere else. So, uh, although the city is gorgeous, uh, I have yet to explore it, and I've been here since September. So. Okay, hey, I'm Mike, looking forward to things opening up and, and having a good time up here, though. I'm sure, Michael. I wanted to ask about uh, about the show and the setting. Um, so, Clarice takes place in the Silence of the Lamb timeline as a sequel, is what I've read, and I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing the show. But looking at the at the cast. Um, I didn't see, you know, like uh, Jack Crawford, uh, the character's uh, name, you know, from the FBI, who's been played by a number of, uh, of actors uh, throughout the years. So are, are we going to is it is it a completely different group of people that that Clarice is involved with at this point in her career? There's some there, there's uh, this all stems from uh, issues of rights with the books. OK. And- um, who owns what? But basically the jumping off point and the characters that we do know are. Uh, Clary Starling, obviously, we're, we're, it's it's her story, and we're taking her and picking up a year later in in the bureau, and we do have the rights to the characters that are in the Silence of the Lambs book, so uh, the but not the ones that are in the Hannibal book. So, okay, all right, we, yeah. So or or Red Dragon. So uh, Crawford is not with us, uh, but Krendler is, and again, the, what we're doing is we're taking the histories. Up to this point of those characters and moving forward, and mo- most most and more specifically, Clarice Starling a year later in the bureau. What's it like for her as she adjusts, really getting back to work after you know the the Buffalo Bill incident, and uh, taking her up through the bureau in her career from that point on. I, l- I love this. You, this this story and everything is just so good because you know you would think, and, and I'm sure this is what the series. It, it, it explores after you encounter and have that sort of experience, you do have sort of a post-traumatic stress deal. And uh, your character specifically, if I'm understanding correctly, is not all that impressed with the legend surrounding uh, Clarice Starling at this point, or at least the accolades. And um, and, and is, is a, 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 maybe would like a supportive 
um, you know, adversary. Would that be correct? Well, she's been thrown onto him. Uh, you know, the, the events of Buffalo Bill affected Krendler immensely as well, so much so that he took a move from the, the DOJ and went back to the FBI. Okay. He wanted to make a difference. So he'd been, the, the, in, the, in the structure of our world, he's uh, created this team that he has handpicked. And now what's happened is, is the attorney general has put Clarice Starling into his team. Now, she beat him out and beat him out. I don't know, not like it's a comp- crime-fighting crime competition. Right. But she... Um, Showed him up, basically, you know, he'd been working on the Buffalo Bill case, and she's the one who solved it. So there's a little bit of bad blood there, uh, you know, male ego, uh, and sort of the new kid on the block coming in. And, you know, what does she know? And was it just luck? And she's being forced into his group that he has handpicked. So he, he's just not happy to have her around for many reasons at this point in the story. It's funny. So this is our jumping off. Yeah, I mean this because this this fascinates this sort of stuff fascinates people, and we had the uh, the, the the gentleman is basically the the uh, the actual person that Mindhunter on uh, Netflix was uh, was was based on, and 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 the, the whole Clarice Starling and and the the whole world is a fascinating one. Is this something you yourself have been fascinated with for a long time, or is this your first foray into this realm? Well, I think it's it's, it's fascinating. Probably most actors are fascinating by because profiling is, in a lot of ways, what we do for a living. Right. Uh, in reverse, um, you know, so studying human nature to me doesn't seem that far off. And there, and you do find common traits in in certain professions, um, you know, and uh, within certain people. Um, so the the world of the profiling, the world of the behavioral science, I think is is very connected to what we do as actors. So, so yeah, uh, is is the formula going to be following you know solving a new crime each week, or is it going to have an underlying theme that will uh, maybe kind of stretch out over several episodes? Leaning more and more into B. It's more of a serialized situation. Cool. I, I was involved with a, a cop show a number of years ago called Southland. I love that. And it, it's going to be more of that format where it's it's you know there there is overarching uh, personal you know stories going on and, and those are the those are the really the main stories and the main story being Clarice mm-hmm. and her you know her sort of personal story more than her work story but she is so wrapped in her work that obviously week to week there will be cases going on sometimes they will be solved you know that week and sometimes they won't because they're these are the things that are constantly going on obviously as she's living her life and growing and moving forward so do they allow you any access or did you yourself seek out any uh, access to people who do this for a living to get some sort of context we have we have access we have a, an FBI uh, advisor uh, that we're able to talk with um, but other than that just stuff that you know studies that we've done on our own yeah yeah, and Rebecca Breeds is her name, I guess. Uh, the woman playing uh, Clarice Starling. Uh, she's relatively a newcomer, yes. Um, I don't, not really. No, she's yeah. been doing it a while. She's uh, she's been she's an Australian actress. She's uh, been in a number of series in the states and uh, has been very, 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 very familiar face in. Uh, Australian television. Yeah, I'd never, I'd never seen her, but you know, that's the, the Aussies and the uh, the Brits. They all sneak in. Yeah. They fake a good American accent, and before you know it, yep. we're suckered in. Are you, but Michael Cuddits, Are you British? <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, you just grew up uh, not far from here. As yes, a he did. Of fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, growing up in Lakewood, New Jersey, what was your beach town of choice? 
Uh, seaside. Well, I'll well, say that. But seaside or Point Pleasant. Okay. Yeah, it's. We used to get on our mopeds and drive out there. So I, I could. It was, it was like a 35 minute moped drive. Dude, I'd love to see you on a moped. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just does not work. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a badass on a moped. So I ride, I ride a Vespa, and people call it a moped, and I'm like, "Come on, man! It doesn't have pedals. It's not a moped." <laughs> But I've never, I've actually never been north as far as, you know, beach towns are concerned in New Jersey. And I grew up and I've lived here my whole life. I've never been north of Brigantine. And I don't know uh, what I'm, if I'm missing anything. Uh, How are those beach towns going up the coast? I think they're fantastic. Um, I mean, we we would get out to the the coast any chance we could. Yeah, you know, you have your your seaside hikes and you have, you know, where where everybody knows the big uh, boardwalk out there. But then there were, you know, smaller areas that had, you know, little, um, you know, water parks right on the beach and putts and haunted houses. And, you know, every every sort of little beach community has its own uh, sort of draw. Well, I guess probably for the probably for the off season. Okay, I just had an idea for a show, Buffalo Bill on the Beach. Yeah, I think it yeah. writes itself. Luis goes surfing. Yeah, I love it. It writes itself. All right. Hey, listen, Michael, we know you got to run, man. Dude, thanks for the heads up. Looking forward to seeing the show, and it's on 10 o'clock tonight on CBS. Have a good one. All right, bud? All right, thank you. Take you got care. it. Michael Cutlets, yeah. guys. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a big guy. Yes, on a moped. Uh, I would like to see that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't. So when you're watching television or movies or whatever, you don't really know how tall actors are. Yeah. I mean, you would think that maybe Tom Cruise is six foot, but yeah. he's not. But we have when we had him in studio, Michael Cudlitz, there's our pictures, and he is... Press, you're six three, right? I'm not anymore. I used to, I have shrunk since. I'm about six one and a half. So okay. I'm a little taller than him, actually. Okay. Michael Cudlitz, yeah. You're I at think the shrinking age. I, yes. Oh, I know. God. Kathy, uh, when we first met you, you were six six and now you're <laughs> what, you no, like, I'm not five, at the three? shrinking age right now. I'm at I, like the I think arthritis is kicking. Isn't that a uh, Mike and the Mechanic song, The Shrinking Years? The Shrinking yeah. Years, yeah. <laughs> I'd say Michael's about six one is what he looks like. He's, I I just have like a half inch on him. Okay. What is the shrinking age then? I wonder if I'm still. It's a good question because your 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 spine begins to compress a yeah. little bit. You know, it's years of of gravity, all those just years. Just means you're on your way to death now. Well, you're on we your all? way to death from the second you're born. <laughs> yeah, no, it's up. All right. Well, so Kath, you do yoga um, often. So, do you think your shrinking age will be um, later because you are stretching your spine on a pretty consistent basis? I don't know if it'll be later, but I am taller than I used to be. Shut up! Really? Yeah. yeah. We, uh, will you yeah. sleep on a rack? Uh, no, I, and I. The only thing I can attribute it to is yoga. I don't know why else I would uh, have gotten taller over the years. Okay, here's the answer to the question from UAMS Health: uh, Do people shrink as they age? It says, in fact, we begin shrinking as early as our thirties, huh. according to some research. Uh, men can gradually lose an inch between the ages of thirty to seventy, and women can lose about two inches after the age of eighty. Uh, it's possible for both men and, or I'm sorry, two inches and then period. After the age of 80, it's possible for both men and women to lose another inch as well. So I was six mm. one. I'm about six now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. I wonder how tall I am. Because I, I, I think was... you're about you're about six two. Yeah. yeah. Six two, six three. Well, now, yeah. listen, I used to be five seven. Right. I don't, my license says I'm five eight. <laughs> But uh, I wonder if I'm even five seven anymore. Well, you know what? That's a that's a that's a good height. I mean, look look at all the. There was a list of all the actors in Hollywood, and you'll be surprised how many yeah. 
like action, like you, like Mark Wahlberg, loving to death. But was he five, six and a half, five seven? I yeah, I remember uh, you know going to the Sixers games and hearing Matt Cord's uh, yeah, well known and a six foot guard <laughs> when he would uh, announce Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. Yeah, I've stood next to Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson ain't anywhere near six. Well, you know he tall. he told Matt. Matt didn't yeah, I know. always do that. He told Matt, "I'm, yeah. I'm six foot." Matt was yeah. like, "You got it." All right, <laughs> no problem. I can you understand. Got it, buddy. It. I would too. <laughs> yes, sir. Five ten, maybe. Five, mm, five, something like that, maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know what I want to do? I want to take a break because we got another uh, guest coming up at 9 o'clock. We're going to have Kim Delaney on. Yes. and she's Another serial about, killer. Uh, yeah, the Long yeah. Island serial killer, which is a wild story. Uh, so we will talk to her in a little bit. And then after that, we'll get your official uh, weather update from the um, uh, the weather source, Michael Barkan, uh, from <laughs> NBC Sports Philadelphia. Yeah, it's literally We're the trying reason. something new. Yeah. yeah. We're breaking new ground. We're getting weather from a sports guy. Stop getting it one way. Yeah. yeah. Broaden I mean, your horizons. Adam Joseph won't wake up early for us, so this is what you get, Adam. Sports right. guy's doing weather. Yeah, and he wants to come yeah. on the show, but yeah. uh, we're Wait, a morning show. he didn't show. want to wake up early? Yeah. yeah. Last time, he didn't want to wake up early. He's like, sorry, man, I'm going to bed at, at midnight. And I'm like, well, fine. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's his work day. I go I to bed at 11. That. I get up at three, you know, 3.40. Suck yeah. it. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment with those things and more. Stay with us. Green Day's Billy Joe Armstrong's birthday is February 17th. You wanna be an American, so this weekend, MMR is pulling out all the stops to celebrate. Hear hourly blocks of Green Day, the hits, deep tracks, solo material, and side projects. At WMMR.com, register to win a Green Day autographed guitar. Plus, listen for your chance to win free Green Day music on vinyl. Happy birthday, Billy Joe. We got you a bunch of royalty checks from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Yeah, that on-ramp is a, it's a three-way merge. Yes. And it's Sucks. it's an incline. That and... one gets me all the time. Like, who's, does anybody have the right of way there? I've... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a tough one when when you're coming from Schuylkill, yeah, westbound. You've got you got merging on the left and merging on the right. You're in the middle lane, uh, and I think that you have the right of way when the left lane is merging over. Yeah, I think you have the I think you have the right of way the whole way. <laughs> that one, one of always the, gets me. One of the yeah. dumbest, one of the worst is coming up from if you're coming up from Main Street in Maniunk uh-huh. and you're going up onto uh, heading towards City Line towards Seventy Six. There are three lanes, three that converge and come right oh, up yeah, onto each other. Because there's another ramp right, if you're that, coming like the down other way. Belmont. And, exactly. Yep. Oh, I know. And yeah. it's it's a nightmare. And nobody wants to let you in. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole Main Street Maniunk Route One thing sucks. Oh, sucks. I, I hate it. And the yeah. South Street one. That's I mean that forever. I hate that one. Merging Six. onto the school cycle from South Street. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Terrible. you have no. You, there's no. Shoulder. Nobody or, wants to no, help. Man. I, I could <laughs> fix. I could fix the one in Maniunk by extending the concrete divider out longer, but they don't do that. So people just immediately cut hard left and veer into you. They finally did something. Uh, okay, we'll talk about traffic yes. issues <laughs> yeah. for a little while here. Uh, a, a few couple of years ago, uh, Casey, you'll you'll know this area, but on uh, on the Blue Route, if you're headed northbound and you're just passing uh route 3 you're passing uh, the Westchester uh, Pike yeah. Westchester Pike oh, yeah. there's a lane there's a lane that becomes a lane it doesn't 
It doesn't merge over. And people would get onto the highway and then think they needed to merge over immediately and not realize that that lane continues on straight. Yeah. So they finally put up those little um, yes. plastic mm-hmm. uh, things. Yeah. So, yeah. So you the stay reflectors on that. Well, dividers. Yeah. yeah. Here's a dumb one. If you're going down, if you're heading towards Route 1 uh, down, uh, on the Blue Route, heading um, south, you're heading there and there's a bizarre lane. That looks like it's a lane as an exit, but it's not. It's and, just an additional lane that rejoins again. Are you, yeah. Wait, are you talking on the Blue Route Southbound? Blue Route yeah. Southbound. So that's, that is basic. I think they might even call it a truck lane. It is. Because it's a long yep. incline and trucks will slow well, it's, down. It's a steep incline yeah. and trucks will get in the, in the oh, right lane. Is that what and, that is? Uh, yep, yep, yep. So, uh... But why couldn't they just yeah. continue that third lane for crying I out? I mean, come on! Well, it's, it's the blue route. It needs to be three lanes. Another Providence. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. All right. Our our uh, next guest is online. She probably knows exactly what we're talking <laughs> she about. She absolutely does. She's from Philly. Um, and I am fascinated by the story, and I wasn't familiar with it. Long Island serial killer? Yeah, I was very familiar with it. Um, and apparently they found uh, 19 bodies yeah. uh, on Long Island Beach while looking for someone else. And uh, she is going to star in this uh, film, and it is, uh, it's called A Mother's Hunt for Justice. So the official title is Long Island uh, Serial Killer, A Mother's Hunt for Justice. Saturday, February 20th is when it comes out at, on Lifetime. Please welcome Kim Delaney. Yay! Yay! Good morning. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing good. It's snowing pretty big time here in I- Philly. So you've been there before. You know what that's all about. Well, I do know what it's all about. It's, it's. I'm happy I'm in LA. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys. Well, you, you now it says you got a text my from. Texting me because my son is back there, and he goes, "I have a snow day. I'm good, but it's a snow day here. Busy working from home." Uh, there you go. Okay, yeah. yeah. A lot, a lot of people. A lot of people were to begin with because of all the nonsense that's going on COVID-wise, but. Oh. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a mess here, and we, we this is one. You know, Kim, how occasionally you, you get a couple years where you get nothing. We're paying for those years this year. <laughs> Last year was an easy year, right? That was like an, a mild a mild winter, right? Not nothing. nothing. I mean, it was nothing. But I I, I, I want to talk about this story. This this Gilgo Beach uh, killer, um, a, a, also known as the Craigslist Ripper, and I mean, it's such an unbelievably fascinating story and and it's it's i um it's it's uh the movie is uh, as preston said uh the long island serial killer a mother a mother's hunt for justice and uh you you play an actual uh a person who uh was a mother who was uh look i'm the mother Go ahead. i do play the mother mary gilbert who who was relentless trying to find answers for her daughter when she went missing and 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 um, her her search led to the discovery of other other bodies and other victims and and the whole notion that there was somebody who was a serial killer. And it ended up being 19, but there was a lot. While they were looking for my daughter's body, like my character's daughter, um, they found many others. And actually, you guys, I'm talking to Philly, so they they found four other ones that were like right by AC in Atlantic City. Yeah, yeah. And and they, they directly tied them into these killings as well? Yeah, they were, they were tied in. And there's a whole... There's a whole list of of, of things and elements this, uh, that uh, to this story that are, that are almost you, you 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 know it's if you were if it was in the script you'd say no that's unbelievable that that, that that's just ridiculous and they just reopened the case yeah so because they've yet to find the person or they- persons. There were a number of people. There were a number of, of sex workers. You know, women who were and and and, and to me. This, 
the yeah. story of of the of your character of your of the, this real person, this real mother, just simply driven by wanting to have closure. Uh, and I, I think I saw it was, it was she wanted a, answers. I think the biggest thing she wanted was answers. Yeah, like, just don't discard them, don't dispose them, because that's what they did at, to make you know, unfortunately, to make money. And that's. And that's actually that's happened crazy. before. There was there was a case of, of I think the most one of the most prolific serial killers in, in the country's history, and he specifically targeted sex workers because he figured no one would care or go looking for them. No and, one's look for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was the deal. And this sort of was the same with the Gilgo B, uh, Gilgo uh, serial killer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and so so this is also a landmark that this is I believe it's is it Lifetime's four hundredth original movie. Yes, you've got all the. It's the 400th movie, which I'm honored to be a part of. Yeah, um, it, it, it's 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 kind of wild that the same the, the same you know they they do wonderful you know delightful um, lighter fare, but they also do some really damn good um, you know real crime movies like this one. I hope you guys like it because um, the director is Dan Brooks, who's amazing, and everybody involved. Um, John Pilmeyer wrote the thing, wrote the script, and. Um, uh, Deborah Norville produced it along with Elizabeth Stephen. Huh. It's a really, really, really fascinating story and really well done. Kim, asking and, about your your character Mary Gilbert, um, the the daughter did was she ever found? Was it was a uh, was the body ever found? And if so, did they ever find out who killed her? No, the bo- Yes, the body was found, mm. but it was found like the, what Mary did was she actually found closure for other families who were looking for their, whether it was their sisters, daughters, mothers, um, because she was searching so relentlessly, yeah. and so um, viciously, that they did, she did bring closure to some for some people, but then they finally found her daughter's body. And um, unfortunately, you know, nobody has, nobody's found it. No. So her her daughter was a part of this this other killer who took these other uh, people's lives as well. They they assume. Yes. Okay. Wow, they, man. It, it, it's it's a crazy story, and also just with the the notion that um, you know you you had all this going on, and, and anyone who has lived on Long Island knows these these various stretches of marshy area. And I think everyone mm-hmm. would always drive past them and say, "Well, if you're ever going to get rid of a body, that's a place to do it." And and sadly, exactly. it turned turned out to be the case. And you guys are from Philly, so like I, I, I have a home in Jersey, and and there were four bodies found very close to Atlantic City. Yeah, like scary. Kind of tied into yeah, the tied into that. Hey, we um we have to wrap this up because I know you have other interviews to do, and you no you know. Worries. You're from Philly, and I wanted—I promised somebody I would tell you this. You probably already know, but the, after 120 years, uh, they're looking to possibly close down Hallahan, your old high school, and uh, they're trying to save that and uh, you know prevent that from happening. There's a hashtag going "Save Hallahan" All right, right now. Are you aware of this? I, I did see something, but like, what? How can you? I, you know what? I'm not exactly sure, uh, but there is, uh, you know, the ha- I guess if you search the hashtag on Instagram, Twitter, Save Hallahan, they're looking to somehow stop your old high school from closing down in June after, you know, the, everybody graduates in June. Aww. Mm. Well, well, so, okay, call me back later. And tell me- <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll help have you get the word out, too. Save yeah. Hallahan. All right. 
Well, thank- I just wrote it down as we're talking. So yeah, all right. We're going to tweet the link to you as well. All right. Thank you, Kim. Okay. Long Island Serial Killer. It is on uh, Saturday at 8 p.m. At, and Lifetime. Thank you, Kim DeLay. Yeah. All right. So when, you know, we're, we're dealing with, uh, with weather issues. And uh, when you deal with weather issues, especially when they uh, come along and they're uh, they're severe. You need to go to an authority in uh, the world of weather. The, we've gone to various authorities. We've had a couple of weather incidents over the past couple of weeks. Obviously, it's been a little bit more formidable this winter. And, and the notion was maybe we need to try a different kind of authority. Let's do that. So we're going to a sports guy for weather. Ladies and gentlemen, in the Weather Bureau of NBC Sports Philadelphia, please welcome Michael Park. Yeah! Good morning, Michael. Can you hear me? Good morning, one and all. I've set the mats in motion. I've used several different models, and I've come up with the fact that, indeed, it is snowing here. (laughs) Holy smokes. I just looked out the window. It is snowing. There you go. That's the kind of up-to-the-second news that we we love from you, that you're giving us up-to-the-minute reports on the snow. Uh, So you did – you checked the European model, you said? Well, you know, it's funny you say that, Steve. I've used uh, I used the Evangelista, I used the Turlington and the Bunchen. Yes. I, I, I went, went to Clume, then Brinkley and Upton, and then ultimately I settled on the Tegan. And okay. uh, that is calling uh, calling for about four more inches, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four Michael, more inches. Four inches of what? Inches. So four you're doubling it. Snow. Oh, okay. I, uh, yes, when yes. we were chatting yesterday, I wanted to know if you are, were aware of and are using the WMMR weather app. We recommend it to all of our listeners. Uh, no, you know, I am right now. I just uh, clicked on it, and here I am. You don't even have to click on it. You don't even have to click on it. You just, you hold, what you do is hold the reflection of the turned-off phone up to the window, (laughs) and it will reflect back what you're seeing. I see. I see. Apparently, I am the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, is, but actually, you know, I started my career as a weatherman. Really? Get out of here. Yes, I swear to I swear to goodness, I did. February eleventh, nineteen eighty three. I was at New Jersey Network in uh, just outside Trenton, New Jersey, and we had a show called New Jersey Network News. For all I know, they still do, although New Jersey Network is, does not exist anymore as it did. And I was there for four years. It's how I started my career on television. Uh, I wanted to be a sports person, and um, they uh, I, I came into the office every day dressed up in my little shirt and tie, you know. <laughs> Because that's what we did in those days. And I would write the weather forecast for the anchors to read. And we subscribed to a weather service, and I would write it. And on this day, February 11, 1983, we had a blizzard, the likes of which I, I don't even know if I, I, I can recall since the entire Northeast was paralyzed from Boston all the way down to D.C. Wow. And they, they thought, you know what? Weather's the lead story here. We don't have a weather person. They looked at me with my shirt, my shirt and tie who wrote the weather every day, and they said, can you do the weather forecast? And I changed my shorts, and I said, yes, I can. I so can so you, were not, you were not a meteorologist? No, as far as you know. <laughs> you were just a guy who wrote the weather. You did the old rip and read yeah. off of the AP wire yeah. and then transcribed Bingo, it. Well, to be honest, Bingo. that That's was... qualification. That was actually like Letterman. David Letterman did the weather. It was yep. They would use personalities a lot of times just to do the weather. And then it became a big thing for local news to have like a certified meteorologist yeah. to the weather yeah. and that's when they yeah. pushed a, a one bar can out of the uh the running there but you're on to sports you're on to shaking the world up that way at that point well I, yeah i was but the funny part about it is preston 
uh, or Steve, yeah. or Kathy, or Nick, <laughs> uh, or Casey, uh, is is that when they offered me the opportunity to to do sports, yeah. I had been become the weatherman, and they said, uh, you know what? Uh, we, we're firing the number one sports guy. We're making the number two guy the number one guy. We want to know if you want to be the backup sports guy. And I said, no, I'm the weatherman. I'm a star. <laughs> uh, are you kidding me? I sit at the desk. I am nobody's backup. I went home. I was still living at home at that time. And I said, uh, you know, they offered me the backup sports position. I told them to stick it. What do you think? They said, you're a schmuck. Are you kidding me? That's all you've ever wanted to do. And, uh, so I went back the next day with my hat in hand. And I said, "Can I please change my mind?" <laughs> and, yeah, and, and hey. they let me. And then, like four months later, I was at Channel Three. Let, let me ask you the difference between uh, reporting the weather and reporting the sports. Are they both kind of um, improv, kind of free form? Because you know, as, as you're an anchor and you're, you're delivering the news, it's a script that's written for you. But I know that weather people. Um, kind of go uh, have their own script and, and nothing is written out verbatim and they, they know what they're going to say, but they don't have it verbatim written down. Sports the same way? Do you do you riff a lot? Um, you do riff. Sports, you stick to the script a little bit more than whether okay. there is no script, as far as I know. Yeah. Weather's the point in the program that if it's a, if it's an ordinary night, in the, you know, winter, spring, summer, or fall, Weather's the point in the newscast where if the newscast is going long, they tell the weather person to shorten it up. If, if, the, if it's going short, they say you got a little extra time. You can stretch it out. And that's why you really have to be able to ad-lib and maybe you kill a, a map or you kill, um, you know, conditions someplace else in the country. Right. And, and um, but, but with sports, you, you can't really do that because you do have videotape. You want the videotape to run. Right. You're saying it's, it's going to. So you got to stick more to the script, although you can rip it. You, you just not as much as the weather. The weather. Okay. And that's, that was that first weather cast that I did. Preston, <laughs> I, I was, I was reading from a teleprompter and they don't do that. It was like a deer in headlights and it <laughs> should stop tonight. <laughs> It's terrible. It's funny, though, Michael, like what what, you know, moments in time where your memories are marked. I remember that 1983 blizzard. I was not even yet eight years old. It was, you know, seven years old. um, But I remember making forts, you know, outside our home in in, uh, Paoli. And uh, it's also the same year that the Sixers won their last NBA championship. So 83 has has memories for me. But, yeah, I, I remember that snowstorm vividly. Yeah, some mem- some remember it for for Dr. J and Moses and uh, and Mo Cheeks, and I remember it for the blizzard that paralyzed the nation. <laughs> when you when they would have you as a weatherman in those early days in the eighties, when they ha- would have you stretch, when you had to make things run a little longer, would you pause, light a cigarette, uh, maybe make a cocktail, <laughs> just vamp a little bit? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would I would just you know kind of. Uh, well, the uh, the weather uh, here, the the temperature in Marmora, New Jersey. Let me talk a little bit more about Marmora. Sure. And, and uh, yeah, and, and uh, I would just I would talk a little slower. I would bring in other information. I'd bring in the wet bulb and the dry bulb. And I would, <laughs> me being a dim bulb wasn't difficult to do. Uh, and th- there were there were all sorts of things. Maybe I wasn't going to go to a particular map, but actually, um, I did not. I used like the. Uh, I'll send you a photo after the show. Uh, I actually used the weather maps like Channel 6 used to do up right. until very recently, where it was like happy face for a sun. <laughs> yeah. right. Like cloud. color forms. You know? yeah. Hey, wait a minute, but let me, let me double back. What's a wet bulb and a dry bulb? 
Well, the wet bulb is it's, uh, what we put on the hygrometer, and it measures the uh, it measures the humidity in the air. Okay. And, uh, when you take the wet bulb temperature, it's a, it's a, it is a measure of the water moisture in the air. That's legit. Well, you know. That's like a sling psychrometer. Do you Absolutely, remember that thing? Yes. We use that in yeah. science. They fought Doctor Who. Well, yeah, yeah, but the sling psychrometer is more for it's like deep psychosis, and then you got to <laughs> use the psychrometer. You got to be careful when you use that. You yeah, okay. you, you, yeah. Then now no, you're no, talking no. about the diclometer and the the uh, yeah, the, yeah. yeah and then yeah. Crockett and right. Tubbs. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah Crockett and Tubbs and the psychrometer. <laughs> the psychometer has the one eye. Yeah, and then of course right. there's the right. Minotaur. Right. One right. Eye. Yeah. Exactly right. That's the one bulb we call it, and uh, one bulb, dim bulb, wet bulb, and then the dry bulb. Do you have any fascination with with weather? You know, it, it's funny because I was reading. I've been reading these books. Uh, the great investigative journalist uh, Cheryl Atkinson. She talks about how how weather became such a big thing in the news, and and uh, and how you know it started to get shifted towards the front of the. Uh, the the broadcast because people are I think you know they, they they that's how they sell the sizzle they can sell the sizzle with sports and they can sell the sizzle with the with the the, the weather and so they kind of share that that's that's sort of the the sh- more show busier part of the news would you agree? Yes, I would agree, Steve. But I also think weather has become um, the way newscasts hold the viewers hostage, if you will. Yes, I yes. No, and I, I have no problem with starting a newscast with weather if, if it's something that's imminent, if it's something that really will endanger the viewers. They're going out. You could, you could uh, be confronted with ice. Uh, ice is the worst. Or if there's a tornado yeah. warning. And people need to know about that. But if you're going to get an inch of rain, you know, in July, and the, the top story tonight is there's rain coming. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and they name them now. They they started naming just regular snowstorms mm-hmm. and, and even rain, robust rainstorms. When they started naming those, you knew the drama was, was all there, and that's what they were working for. Yeah, and I'm thinking in a city like Philadelphia, in an area as great as ours, if we don't have other things to talk about other than the weather at the top of the newscast, man, then just stop doing it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah. Like, if it's a legit story, by all means. If not, you know, in other news, we have a new president tonight. Oh, really? <laughs> There's an inch of rain at the top of that. You what, did, you, did you crack up when they started sticking uh, reporters in cars? Uh, and just had them riding along, and the camera was pointed out the passenger side of the car. Uh, I mean, there was literally one morning they were showing what fog looks like out on the road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is fog. This is a, basically a cloud on the ground, and we want everybody to see it as we're going 35 miles an hour. Actually, the technology fascinated me there. I'm thinking, are they actually live right now driving down the street? That's unbelievable. <laughs> There's a place for that. Don't get me wrong. I think there's a place for that. Yeah. Um, but and and if, if streets, especially during the day when most people are working, sure. If, if things are paralyzed, then you know you got to show them that. But if not, let's let's see some real news. That's why we watch. Yes. So, so and I think all the stations, maybe even in the in the country, all the local television stations are are victim of that because it's low hanging fruit and and yeah. um, they can kind they can kind of. Like get people excited, maybe unnecess- unnecessarily so. And um, you just pissed so. off every meteorologist in this city. <laughs> no, we we have some. T- <laughs> no, no. no I, I, my favorite meteorologist. I don't want. Well, I don't want to name. Now you're going to name your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> top top ten. Favorite, but 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 uh, my, no, my favorite is Kathy Orr. I mean, 
she uh-uh. does a great job, and she's the pride of Syracuse University. Now, I don't, who are you working? Who are you working with? Everybody. You, yeah, we yeah. have them all on. Yeah. And we love Kathy Orr, too. Well, as, long as, as long as you're working with everybody. Yeah. But you know what, Michael? You're right about it. Because in the industry, I mean, even they'll talk about it. But, like, there is the meteorologist who freaks out and scares everybody. There's one that underplays it. And, like, they all know each other. They, they're like, well, what's that one saying? Because that's going to be over the top. And what's the other one saying? Because they're really not given, you know, too much info. Yeah, you're right. And, and Kat, there, there was the... Um... I was out of town at the time. I was in Boston, but there, there was the time when one of the stations in the city was was very close to unseating another station that has been on top for forever, and and um, there there was talk that they feigned a forecast of the storm of the century, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that every, because it was the, it was the last night of the ratings period, and let's get now. I can't verify that. I'm not going to name the stations, but you know, I, we know who you're NBC talking about. NBC Ten, John Belaris. <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. He's my second favorite. Uh, yeah, he's your second favorite. <laughs> when I was growing up in New York, they had a guy who was a raging alcoholic as a weatherman, a guy named Tex Antoine. And, oh, no text, baby. Yeah. yeah and and uh, he got in trouble for saying all sorts of horrific things. But oddly oh, enough, the weather was never that bad because he was always so happy. Right. Yeah. Why was he happy? <laughs> I tossed down a few before he hit the air. That was it, man. He would be on blasted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my favorite was um, there was a guy in New York by the name of Ira Joe Fisher. And Ira Joe used to write behind a plexiglass screen. You have the outline of, of the local area on a plexiglass screen, and he would write backwards so that the audience would see it forward. Wow. And, yeah, and when I was in Boston, I saw him one night at Fenway Park uh, just standing around the batter's cage. Nobody knew who he was. You would have thought I'd seen Elvis, man. Elvis just walked in the building. I'm like, are you Ira Joe Fisher? Take it easy, kid. Take it easy. I just don't want you all the time. You wrote backwards. Okay, all right, get away from me. Yeah, yeah. I remember Ira Joe, absolutely. Michael, yeah. we're looking at a picture here. He was writing backwards in cursive. Yeah, he was unbelievable. He was. He, wow. He was amazing. Yeah, he was he was a, he was a code breaker in World War II. So he uh He's like one of those artists, you know, like performance yeah. where right. they're painting something and you're like that doesn't look like anything. Right. And then they flip the picture upside down, you're like, "Oh my god. It's a weather forecast." It was, <laughs> it's a weather forecast. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's five days. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. I would show, you know, I thought it was Dr. Martin Luther King. No, it's the five days. <laughs> there you go. How'd you do that? It's, it's amazing. Well, I just kind of grew into it, and uh, I can do it with both hands. And, uh, <laughs> he, he, was, he was amazing. But and then, of course, um, you know, the, 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 they've had great, great weather uh, uh, personalities in Philadelphia as well. It's, Absolutely. Uh, that's what happens. We got we, that's this, we got top notch stuff here. That's why that's how we knew about this snowstorm yeah. in the in the winter, and that's <laughs> why we knew to call you, Michael, yeah, as a weather authority. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. There was there was a time when I was doing radio on another station in town. In the morning, if if there was going to be weather, I would stay at a hotel right around the corner. Yep. So I I would and and that would drive me nuts because it would happen. It happened several times where the forecast was, oh, it's gonna we're gonna get a foot of snow. <laughs> I'm like, honey, I'm staying at a hotel tonight. We get like a trace maybe, and yep. it was no problem. So so. 
Yeah, uh, it happens. I was uh, yeah. I, we did the same thing. I would I would stay here in Bala, and so you could walk to work if you needed to. And, and more time, there were a handful of times where I'm glad I did, but there were a few times where it was like, oh man, that was kind of a waste. But everybody from every TV and radio station gets together and parties at the bar that yeah. night. So that at least fun. got that. That is that is the fun part. That's the camaraderie that we see in the business. It's <laughs> and it's awesome. It is. It is. Nice. That's what God but, takes but. Antoine started on his road to drinking. Was the, uh, the that camaraderie? But yeah, no, it, 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 it is. It is part of the deal because we are expected to be in. And and uh, so so, do you want to give you calling upon your eighties chops? To, do you want to give a weather forecast? Uh, you you well, working up the the Christy Turlington model? I think you said or Turlington. Well, you know, I, I checked on the Upton and the Brinkley, and uh, also the, uh, the 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 Turlington is a strong model, very strong model. But uh, and Evangelista, of course, as well. The, the best model is probably the Moss model. Uh, and, <laughs> the Kate Moss. Uh, wow. Wow. She's yes, a, she's yes. a little heroin chic. Yeah, heroin chic is that what you said? Yeah, that, that was her. Was, that was her style. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, is that what they call it? She's well, it's white yeah. and powdery right now, so maybe. Uh... <laughs> yeah, she lived on the main line. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> right, there we go. Waka waka. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, please, come on. We're, we're trying to do a trying to do a weather forecast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to obstruct your professionalism here. Oh uh, yeah. So so you know. The, weather coming up i mean this it is snowing right now i can verify that yeah um it will continue to snow probably 51 chance uh, 51 percent chance of uh, snow this afternoon into the evening it drops off uh we'll t- see temperatures in the 30s overnight it'll be in the low 30s so still freezing don't be surprised if you see some freezing rain and you want to stay off the roads the, the, a pandemic. all right okay well, i like it well done should i ask well, him a sports question yes, here. Yes, yeah. All right. yeah. Uh so all right, what's the latest with the with the Flyers and uh and COVID and getting back to playing again? Um right now all systems are go for Sunday's game against the Bruins yep. in Lake Tahoe. Uh and they've got they've had guys they had what about eight guys that were on the shelf because of either COVID or COVID related stuff. So you don't have to have COVID. You could be quarantining because you you um, were in contact with it with um, other people, uh, other teammates on the team had COVID, so you've got to quarantine. The NHL isn't kidding around, and it's difficult because you know you, you're trying to you know calling throughout the locker room. Hey, Billy, can you practice? Come on, come on out in the ice now. Yeah, uh, and it, so it's it's been difficult in that regard. And I heard Elaine Vigneault talking about it the other day. Like, look, we all have we all have families. We all have wives and children and girlfriends and all of that, sometimes wives and girlfriends, that it's difficult <laughs> to, to be able to, to um, practice uh, every single day. But they're Yeah, if your girlfriend gave your wife COVID, you'd never be able to. You wouldn't hear the end of it. Yeah, you'd be in the doghouse. Yeah. yeah. Now, have you all been inoculated? Do you have your shot? I, I got my first shot. Yeah, I got my first shot the other day. Wow. First, yeah. So you go back you go back in a month? Uh, I go back, yes, uh, in in four weeks exactly. Any side effects? Uh, uh, no, my my vagina's a little tender. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 just to like a regular. Actually, nothing. Absolutely nothing. It, absolutely. Yeah, it was totally fine. <laughs> His um, vagina is nothing yeah. wrong with it. No. Michael, I live in Delaware. I live so in Delaware good. County, so uh, I don't think I'll ever get a vaccine. Uh, they're um, they're not really handing them out re- too readily in Delaware County, as you probably know. Yeah, what, I mean, the way it's gone, I don't, like, I am all for our elderly and, and our first responders and frontline folks. I'm all for 
them getting the vaccine first. Just get it to them yeah. and let them have it first. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, I was surprised, but I got contacted. I think it's because they, they contacted me. I was totally fine. And I think it's because, Casey, I think because I, I had cancer. You had cancer, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, so you're you know top of the list there, as yeah. you, and as you should be. Michael, I got to ask you a question because I don't think I have ever been glued to Twitter the way I have been for the past three weeks waiting for a Carson Wentz trade to be announced. And uh, I, I don't know if you are the same way, but I'm just, every single time I'm, I'm refreshing, I'm waiting for some <laughs> sort of definitive answer to be announced. Yeah, uh, I am the exact same way, Case. And uh, I, checked it, I checked Twitter right before I came on here. Um, I checked with everybody at NBC Sports Philadelphia. And I, I don't think anybody truly knows <clears throat> what's going on other than the Philadelphia Eagles. And I don't know if they do, by the way, mm-hmm. and the teams that they are courting to try to trade Carson Wentz to. And, and notably, that's the Chicago Bears and the Indianapolis Colts. So I think that the Eagles want a certain package of players for, uh, for Carson Wentz, namely <clears throat> first-round draft picks. And I think the other teams – are saying, we're not giving you first-round draft picks. We'll give you second-round draft picks and third-round draft picks, but we're not giving you first-round draft picks for Carson Wentz. Did you see the season he had last season? We're not going to do it. So, right. yeah. um, and, but the other thing is time, and I think few people are <clears throat> really bringing that to the forefront. So let me just do that now. They do not have to pay Carson Wentz his next installment which is $10 million until March 19th, March 20th, which is a couple of days after the league year begins. So they do have, what's today, the 18th of February? So they have between now and March 19th, they've got a month to do this thing as best they can. And so I think they're trying to do their due diligence. I think they're trying to work out the best package that they can for Wentz. But also, it would not surprise me, if he was back and he's battling with Jalen Hurts for a quarter, the starting quarterback's spot in training camp, that yeah. would not surprise me at all. No, I actually, um, I, at this point, I don't think anything would surprise me. What I find funny is, you know, everybody sort of claims that the other party has the leverage. They, You know, people claim that the Eagles do, that the Bears do, that the Colts do, that Carson Wentz does. And, you know, when, when I, I think he is worth – Nothing less than at least one first-round draft pick. And my reasoning behind this is whether you're the Bears or the Colts, if you're trading for Carson Wentz, you are trading for a franchise quarterback or what you perceive to be a franchise quarterback, which is worth nothing less than at least one first-round draft pick. And that's, I agree with you. Yeah. But there's, but there's recency bias, and the recency bias says that he had one of the worst seasons ever for a quarterback uh, of his level, that he was just terrible last year. And you can blame some of it on an injured offensive line and an old offensive line. You can blame some of it on the fact that that Doug Peterson and his staff really weren't calling the plays as well as they did certainly in 2017 when he was an MVP candidate. Uh, And you can blame him because he's got to play better. I think if if they can resurrect his career, and I don't know if that can – can be done to the level it was in 2017 that was one season he's been hurt in several seasons after that remember that 2018 he had the back in 2019 um the eagles didn't start out so well he let he leads them roaring back they make the playoffs Jadavian Clowney from seattle at the time knocks him out he's got a concussion so there's a question of whether or not he can complete a season as well and and that is a, a major issue i think for any team um and that's why I also think 
Indianapolis would be the best fit because the head coach is Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, as you know, when they won the Super Bowl. And he and Wentz had a really good relationship. And if Reich can get out of him what he did in 2017, then uh, no problem for the Indianapolis Colts. You've got a guy who's going into his prime and will be there hopefully barring further injury for a long time. And um, so, and that's what would make a, a number one pick the absolute minimum. But teams are saying, you got, you got to be kidding me. He's not the same guy. We'll, we'll have to see whether or not we can resurrect his career to that prior level. We don't know. Right. And so, they're, you know, they're, they're trying to get the best they can. The Eagles are trying to get at least a number one pick. But you saw what happened with Jared Goff, who was the quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams, traded to the Detroit Lions for Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is a veteran quarterback. He's got way more road behind him than ahead of him, but he's a veteran guy with a great arm who, who can lead a team, command a huddle, and, and, and get guys in the end zone. He's a great passer and a, and a really sharp quarterback. And the Rams had to give up way more than just Jared Goff. They gave up draft picks as well for Matthew Stafford, and you might have thought it would be the other way around because you've got a guy who was drafted one pick ahead of Carson Wentz in that 2016 draft. It went Goff, and then it went Wentz. And so, no, no, the, the Rams, get, here's Goff, here's some draft picks, and uh, we want Matthew Stafford, please. Mm. So uh, uh, maybe the Colts are thinking the same way. Maybe the Bears are thinking the same way. And we don't know if there are other teams involved. But we do know that they can play this out for a little while longer and um, it wouldn't surprise me if later this afternoon, oh, the Eagles have called a news conference, but it also wouldn't surprise me if that didn't happen until, you know, March 15th. So uh, it's going to be a while, potentially. Well, uh, circling back to uh, the Flyers real quick, Michael, they are playing tonight, yeah, too. Yeah. And I, I know uh, we're playing, you, you mentioned the game in Tahoe outdoors this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, but the game tonight is on NBC Sports Philadelphia. And so that's the first game back uh, in like a week and a half. And I believe Casey and I were talking about this yesterday. Giroux's going to miss his first game in uh, a very long time because he did test positive last week. Yeah, they had missed 10 games or 10 days. I'm sorry, Nick, 10 days without playing a game. And they just began postponing them one by one as more guys either came down with COVID or were connected with, with someone who had COVID. And that's, that's a that's a difficult thing, and I applaud as a, as I did the NBA and the NHL last season. It, it's it's brutal to have to be able to do this, and they're they're not doing it within any bubble as as they did last season. So you gotta you gotta trust guys on both teams, and and there's no more physical sport than hockey. Certainly basketball, you get right up in somebody's face, and and you're spewing uh, saliva and, and and everything, and breath and everything else. And so I'm I'm really impressed at, at the 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 low frequency of cases, relatively speaking, that that we've seen. These seasons are marching on. They're going to play to a champion, and um, and I think that's that's a good thing. And the, the Flyers, if they can, part of it's just luck. I mean, no one's trying to get anybody sick, obviously, and it's a shame about Claude Giroux because the guy's been a stud for the Flyers. For a long time, despite I know he gets criticized at times, but I mean he's been he's their captain. He's been with them for for my my goodness, what uh, fifteen years, mm-hmm. ten years, yeah, longest tenured athlete while. in Philly. Um, yeah, um, and and yeah. Well, listen, um, sorry to to bore you with no, this sports stuff because we know weather is your <laughs> area of expertise. Mind. Weather is on my mind. That's a good point. I'm seeing some. Uh, some strato Q uh, out here, and, and a little, uh, yeah. I tell you what, some some uh, some cumulus clouds coming yeah. in, and you know when you get the high Q, 
that that's uh, and then the IQ, which I don't have the IQ. <laughs> yeah, no, get that's the it. IQ. Yeah, that mean, that's all. That's it. That's that means cold. That means snow. That means dry snow. And and I think that we could be in for that for the next uh, thirty-two minutes and forty seconds. It's okay, be, thirty-two uh, minutes and forty yeah, seconds. Uh, mark forty seconds but, now. Yeah, but yeah. I'll tell you what. So, but market right now, and so, and so much of it, Preston, is really observational, as you well know. Yeah. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and I, as I stroll out here to the backyard, I look at the look out the window here, and I I can again verify it is snowing. It is snowing. Right. There you go. Right. So we got the uh, twenty-seven minutes later, we got the definitive word. It is snowing. That's it. All right. It, it, well, it, it, information so. you can use. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. You know, you know, you know um, when I um, when I did the uh, I did three Olympic Winter Games for CBS, and it, they were just awesome. But in, in 1994, they were Lillehammer, Norway, and you got to be over there about ten days prior to the start of the games. Wow. And I was over there, and it was it snowed for the whole ten days before the games, and no one paid it any mind because wow. they're used to it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What happened. It's, it's all context. Yeah. It's all context. Yes. All right. Yes, well, listen, Michael. We appreciate the uh, the voice of authority uh, this morning, Thank and you. Uh, if, when when weather strikes, uh, we'll turn to you. Okay. Yeah. Please. Please do not hesitate to call me at any time, especially between 3 and 4 p.m. I'm available. (laughs) (laughs) Will do. All right, Michael Barnett, NBC Sports and Weather, Philadelphia. We'll talk to you later, man. Oh, my God, that's great. He got it. He He got got the information that we needed. All right, uh, more information coming up. We're going to take a break, and we're going to get to the Bizarre File. But you know what? I'd like to give away some more of those movie passes. Casey, if you don't mind, we have this digital code for you to uh, have uh, and enjoy the virtual screening uh, for the uh, Mauritanian uh, starring Jodie Foster and uh, who else is in this? Shailene Woodley Woodley and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. It's going to be February 24th at 7.30. It's in select theaters now available wherever you rent movies on March 2nd. So you get this in advance. Uh, We'll take five callers and we'll give you that. 215-263-WMMR. Going to take a break. Be right back. Make sure you stay with Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop for guys and gals. All with the MMR attitude you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Uh, Michael Barkan, our weather guy, yeah, uh, posted a picture of himself as a weather guy no. back in the 1980s. I would, I couldn't. You, you could ask me who that was, and, and I couldn't tell you just by simply looking really? at him back then. Yeah, uh, he <laughs> looks great. Uh, not that he doesn't look great now, but you replied um, to uh, to our tweet, Kathy. So right. we, we talked about having him on as a weather guy, and uh, his reply his reply simply was these photos from '83. Wow. Yeah. All right. Nice. You what a year, a though. Right. What a yeah. year. A storm that just engulfed the whole north northeast. Yeah. And the Sixers won the NBA championship. It was a hell of a year. The pitching held up apparently. Pitching. All right. Uh, let's do the B file. Here we go. No. <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, let's get you some stories. We're going to start with this one. The Miami lawyer who drew worldwide notoriety after his pants caught on fire during an arson trial (laughs) has been arrested on a cocaine charge. Uh, Steven Gutierrez, whose law license is currently revoked, was pulled over Monday night and arrested on a felony cocaine charge. Just not his year. He was pulled over for driving without a working headlight. An officer saw a bulge in his pocket and believed it was a knife. It turned out to be a metal cylinder with a white powder 
inside. Guterres spontaneously blurted out, that's cocaine, <laughs> according to the arrest report. I have cocaine! Gutierrez was jailed briefly before posting bond. Now, the arrest adds the mounting to the mounting woes for Gutierrez, who was ordered suspended for 91 days by the Florida Supreme Court in November. It was March 2017 when Gutierrez was representing a Miami man accused of torching his own car for insurance money. Now, Gutierrez was arguing to jurors that the blaze might have been caused by spontaneous combustion, when at that moment... Flames and smoke began to billow from his pants. So had he set up a stunt or did that just was that complete happenstance? Uh, He went running out of the courtroom as bewildered jurors and spectators watch. He blamed a faulty battery in his electronic cigarette Uh for igniting in his pocket at a coincidental time. Okay, Uh, the episode generated national and international headlines. So I have no idea if he did that on purpose or if it was just a bizarre coincidence. He almost burned up his Coke. Yeah. Authorities say a 28-year-old man walking on a train bridge over a South Carolina lake drowned after he had to jump into the water to avoid an oncoming locomotive. It's like stand by me gone wrong. Kids, yeah. Right? yeah. Joshua Corey Savage was pulled from Lake Hartwell after jumping into the water to avoid a train. The man's body was found about 50 to 60 feet from where he went into the water. Investigators mm-hmm. viewed the video from a train and they believe Savage was walking on the train trestle. He was trying to avoid being hit by the train when he jumped into the water when the train approached him. I don't know how high up it is, but I saw a picture of it. It didn't look like the, the fall would kill you. No, that doesn't yeah. look that bad at all. Huh. But I'm wondering if it's shallow and he hit the bottom or, or something like that. It might be a bad current as well. Uh, investigators do not believe the death was a suicide. Uh, the search for the man began around 8 a.m. Friday when the witness told officials they heard someone calling for help. But it was a lake. You usually don't get you know, oh, currents in lake? lakes. Yeah. Oh, well, duh. The witness said he called 911. Maybe it was a whale. After he saw the man. That might be it. After yeah. he saw the lake man whale. bobbing in and out of the water and then disappear under the water. I think I would have attempted. Listen, we don't know what it's like, but I might have attempted to just hang off the side until the train passed. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to get myself back up. Two men are accused of pretending to be federal marshals after flashing phony credentials to get out of wearing facial coverings at a South Florida resort hotel. So you have a choice here, okay? Do I put the mask on? <laughs> yes. Or do I claim to be a federal marshal? I think the the downside is uh, is probably pretty significant to posing yeah. as a federal officer. And it was. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, yeah. When the staff at Wyndham Deerfield Beach Resort asked Walter Wayne Brown Jr., who is 53, and Gary Brummett, who is 81, to cover their faces... The men refused and threatened to arrest employees and saddled the hotel with a fine as well. Uh, The scheme collapsed when one employee thought that they were acting suspicious and called police officers. And uh, they and a a real U.S. Marshal arrived and arrested the men on charges Uh of impersonating a federal officer. Hotel manager told investigators Rummel went to the front desk earlier this month to ask for coffee and then pretended to be a marshal when he was asked to don a mask. He then flashed a laminated card that said that he was medically exempt from wearing a mask. Those don't exist. They're not real. When the manager asked again for him to put on a mask... From it pointed to a badge that he wore on his belt. And he said, do you know what this means? 
said, I'm a U.S. Marshal and can have you arrested if you force me to wear a mask. Huh. Two days earlier, employees had a similar confrontation with Brown Jr. when he had first checked into the hotel. He told investigators an employee gave Brown Jr. a mask. See this badge? I'm President of the United States. Asked him to wear it, but he said that he was a federal agent and didn't have to. He also wore a badge on his belt and had a card around his neck. The next day, Brown Jr. returned to the front desk to extend his stay. When the manager asked him to wear a mask, he threatened to have the staff arrested. See this crucifix? I'm Pope Francis. One employee told investigators that her cousin is a U.S. Marshal, and she knew that that is not the way that they act. Police found the pair dining in a restaurant at the resort. They were wearing authentic-appearing circular badges that read Cherokee Nation Marshal. <laughs> Investigators learned the men had never been employed as a U.S. Marshals or by the Cherokee Nation Marshal Service. The face mask exempt cards the men wore around their necks were also fake. They were arrested. They remain in jail at this point, by the way. You better leave. We've been working on this bust for six months. <laughs> Police in Manchester, New Hampshire, have issued an arrest warrant for a man accused of putting two severed rabbit heads on a woman's car in what they called a domestic incident. Police said the woman told them a man she knew had been threatening her via text message and said he had left a surprise outside. When she went outside, she found the animal heads on her vehicle. Uh, Police said that Esteban Hincape... Uh, is wanted on charges of criminal threatening and cruelty to animals. As so, well. were these her rabbits, or did he just target indiscriminate rabbits? Okay. Wasn't indicated in the story, so I don't really know. Uh, all right, we'll do one more story, and yeah, let's end with this genius. <laughs> a man has found himself back behind bars for allegedly carjacking a 16 year old girl 20 minutes after he was released oh. from prison. The incident occurred in Spokane, Washington, when the police received a call reporting a carjacking. Authorities say that the suspect, Marcus Goodman, was re- released from prison just 20 minutes before. And he had approached a 16-year-old girl and indicated that he had a gun before demanding her car and driving off. Police said they immediately began scouring the city for the vehicle shortly before 1 a.m. Uh, they were able to locate both the car and the suspect and quickly identified him as the person who robbed the victim a couple of hours earlier. Do you and think that, dudes like that just want to go back, that they, they, they're they just uncomfortable in being out? Maybe. They, they want back in prison? An investigation showed in 20 minutes Goodman had traveled the roughly 1.5 miles to jail to the incident location and robbed the juvenile victim. Uh, Goodman, who was already a convicted felon, was booked. Yeah, it's possible. Possible. I'm sorry, I just love robbing. And there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Test your knowledge. Today's program, we got a lesson question awaiting you. Stay put. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Now. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now we're going to move on to the lesson question for today. We're going to give away two iBurger Wawa t-shirts and a $25 Wawa gift card. And uh, there's a way that you can enter burgers for a year, and I'll tell you how to do that in a moment. But in the meantime, we're going to ask a lesson question from today. Uh, so let's go to this. Uh, what does Bill like to hunt with squirrels? What, is it, what does Bill like to use when he hunts squirrels? Okay. 215-263-WMMR. What does Bill Weston use to hunt squirrels. Uh, if you're listening, you know the answer. Give us a call. We'll do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Gwinnett Mercy University. Their graduate programs have proven professors who can uh, help propel you to the next level. You can visit them at gmercyu.edu. What's going on, Steve? Well, a strange former bachelorette couple, Claire Crawley and Dale Moss, spotted together exchanging PDA at a number of Florida night spots. Both Crawley and Moss have privately admitted that they are both incredibly stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Paris Hilton taking the occasion of her 40th birthday yesterday to announce that she's gotten engaged to boyfriend Carter Reem. Hilton says that she melted when Reem presented her with a ring made out of the diamonds from all her other engagement rings. <laughs> And finally, 1,000 Pounds sister star Tammy Slayton has been dumped by her boyfriend, Jerry Sykes. Slayton accused Sykes of posting pictures online with other women, but he was actually posting pictures of himself with parts of her she had never seen before. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, let's see if you've been paying attention. I want to know uh, what does Bill Weston use to hunt squirrels with? 215-263. WMMR, the number, and it's uh, Alex who we let take a shot at this. Alex, good morning. Good morning, guys. Yo, Alex, so what does Bill Weston like to use to hunt squirrels? A blowgun. A blowgun, blow yeah. Gun, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, Al. For you, we're going to give you a uh, two, actually, iBurger Wawa t-shirts and a $25 Wawa gift card. Wawa has launched its burger as the first of many new dinner items in 2021. It's available at all 900 locations starting at 4 p.m. Got to try it. And at the two new drive through locations in West Hampton, and uh, that's in New Jersey, obviously, in Mooresville and PA, at 11 a.m. you can enter Wawa's Burgers for a Year contest uh, through this Friday. Text WAWA to 39333. For the contest links, you could possibly win it. Hey, and uh, a backtrack to a story a little while ago. If you are indeed interested in buying a blowgun so you can hunt squirrels, yeah, they're only sixteen dollars. Sixteen bucks. Yeah. Nick what? just pulled up uh, on Amazon. Amazon, yeah. yeah. Six, and that's the cheapest. If you really want to splurge, there's one for twenty five ninety nine. <laughs> I wonder if they're what, what you can really top out at. I mean, you is that the kind of thing you would even have a sight for? You wouldn't use a sight on a blowgun. I don't know, you? but Steve, this one says it's tactical. Yeah, there we go. That's what I need. Yeah. Uh, you know, I probably would use a, a telescoping blowgun. This so one has a, a tactical peep sight. Okay, there you go. Yeah, it's only twenty. I mean, yeah. you're you're a prime. I member. want a laser a laser sight. This is uh, twenty five ninety nine if you're a prime member, and uh, guess what, Kathy? Free returns. Oh well, I mean, there you go. Buy it because if yeah. you like it, you just return it. Do they have a Gatling blowgun? I haven't found that yet. Uh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Steve, the uh, uh, the peep sight is, is it's just a sight on the end of the barrel. Okay, That's I understand. It. It's that. not a. Uh, it's not a scope. I'm on a laser sight. Yeah, I got I'm you. I'm on an infrared laser sight with uh, heat sensors. Are you mm-hmm. downplaying its tactical nature? Let me tell you something. I would never do that. Anytime you slap tactical on it, you know that it's good for war conditions. Right. Like exactly. the tactical electrical shaver, which you can right. submerge. Yeah, and so when, and when, when you want to shave underwater? When you're at war. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Sometimes you have to grab a quick shave if you're in the, in the river. Your Navy SEAL. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably have like a reed that you're breathing through right. because shave. you're eluding the enemy, but you still want a quick shave. Yeah. Tactical. <laughs> All right, let's do... What are we doing? We're doing music, music news. Music news, thank you. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> it's brought to you by Salus University, the future of health science. Visit salus.edu. 
So, Marilyn Manson is so concerned about his safety that he has reportedly hired 24-hour security at his Los Angeles home. I bet they're armed with blowguns. His fear comes in the wake of the allegations of abuse by several women, including uh, actress Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, Manson hasn't been spotted out in public since the allegations were first made more than two weeks ago. A source told The Sun he's concerned about who might turn up at the house and has hired 24-hour security to watch out for him. He's paranoid at the best of times, but the allegations have really rocked him, and he was adamant uh, that he needed protection. Manson's paranoia ramped up after a group which claimed to be making a documentary started filming and taking photos outside his house. Uh. Uh, the singer has uh, very few supporters these days. The source said Manson still has close friends and team members who have been with him for years and are worried about him. A lot of people have turned their backs. He is unsure of what's to come regarding his career and is keeping an incredibly low profile. Even the women who do say that they were with him and experienced nothing like this are still supporting the other women speaking out, mm-hmm. which is not good for Marilyn Manson. Chris Cornell's widow, Vicky, has filed a lawsuit against Soundgarden because... Uh, she and the band's remaining three members can't reach an agreement over a buyout price. TMZ reports that the band has offered her $300,000 for Chris's share. However, Vicky claims that amount is less than she received for her than she had received uh, for her share of just the 2018 royalties for Soundgarden's Masters. Uh, Vicky also claims that the offer is unfair in the light of the $16 million offer made by an outside investor for Soundgarden's Masters. Lawsuit asks the court to value the band's assets. A spokesperson for the band said, as requested by the estate of Chris Cornell and as required by the laws of the state of Washington, the surviving members of Soundgarden submitted to the Cornell estate four months ago a buyout offer of the estate's interest in Soundgarden calculated by respected music industry valuation expert Gary Cohen. Since then, the band members have continued to try to settle all disputes with the Cornell estate, and in their several attempts to settle, huh. the band members have elected to offer multiple times more than the amount calculated by Cohen. This dispute has never been about money for the band. This is their life's work and their legacy. Uh, Vicky had previously sued the band in 2019 over royalties and the rights to seven unreleased recordings. Kind of a shame that they're so contentious. But I guess that's business. Uh, It is business. business. It is business, yes. Uh, The White Stripes are continuing to commemorate the release of the White Stripes' greatest hits with the premiere of a live performance from Sky Arts from the basement. Uh, The session was recorded live in November 2005 at London's uh, Maida Vale Studios. In a press release, the basement co-creator, producer Nigel Godrich, uh, said in a statement, the dream... Of from the basement is to capture great performances with the most direct and beautiful coverage possible, both sonically and visually. He said we're so fortunate uh, early on to have the support of Jack and Meg, who instinctively understood the concept of the show, and so came to be a part of it. As a result, we have this amazing snapshot of their fantastic energy and style. It's an intimate and direct performance, something magic, powerful, and special. A day I will not forget. Is it a finished basement with paneling and stuff? <laughs> Don't know. Uh, the session is streaming now at the official White Stripes and From the Basement YouTube channels if you want to see them. Uh, looking at a video of it, it doesn't look like paneling. Okay. No. I mean, to me, like, that, that signifies... I see a lattice work. Yeah. Uh, type of thing. All right. 
And then finally, Green Day will debut a new song during this uh, Saturday's NHL Outdoors Lake Tahoe game. Uh, of course, Flyers are playing in that game against the Bruins. Well, there's two. There's one on Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're right. Flyers are playing Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah, there's just two games, so I'm sure they'll play the Green Day song in both games. Right. The new track, Here Comes the Shock, will be released Sunday uh, in North America and worldwide on Monday. But, yeah, go. they'll probably play it on both. And there you go. And don't forget, we have a Green Day weekend coming up. And also, don't forget that Pierre, today, 2 o'clock, Brian Johnson of ACDC and a bunch of tracks from the new album Power Ups. A lot of great music stuff that is going on. And that is what I have in music news. We have one final break to take. We'll come back in a second and wrap up the show with the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and see what's coming up tomorrow. Stay there. Find 93.3 WMMR at radio.com. Yes. Yes, you can. You know what else is inspiring? Bill Weston gazing out at the snowfall <laughs> in our studio over in the corner. It's looking very, very contemplative, and uh, he's taking in the, the scenery, which is very pretty. Uh, oh, yes, we can play his theme song, of course. It's sort of Courier and Ives-ish. Uh, it's very beautiful. Um, and I don't know, Bill, how, what time did you get into work? Uh, Nine o'clock. Okay, so you were out on the when the roads were getting pretty thick. How was it? We haven't been out since, you know. When I got my car inspected a couple really? months ago, they said, you know, you're down to one sixteenth of an inch. Maybe you ought to get, like, some new front tires. I'm going, nah, I think I'll wait to the next inspection, right? <laughs> oh, my God. When you don't have tread on yeah, your front tires, yeah. you, like, definitely slide through all the intersections. Are it, you is, re- it is a huge difference yeah. between uh, all-year all tires and summer tires. Like, you can't. They, they don't grip. No, nope. I mean, Preston. You, even you in four-wheel drive, right you think thing. you're, like, you're, you're, grip, you're, uh, you're pulling through with a, a four-wheel drive. It's like you're sliding because it just it just. I, yeah, I, I got a version. I got a, a, my last car. I didn't realize it. I thought it came. I always like the all weathers. It came with summer tires. And I know the type of car I have is very good in the snow and gripping. And I'm sliding. I'm like, what in the F? They were. You're right. Summer tires provide no traction. But that's uh, actually a thing. Yes. Summer yeah. tire, and oh, are yeah. you supposed to change them out? Well, yes. it depends on where you live. I mean, some places don't get snow. So, okay, so I mean, that's, that's, more that's for... what you're gonna. Yeah. Uh, also, and... like performance cars, people. Right. Who, yeah. If you, so, if you have, if you got a sporty car, you, you get summer you, tires. You, you want to use summer tires. So, yeah. Preston, did you ever use snow tires out in St. Louis? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we would switch them out. Yeah, I, I remember same. switching out snow tires. Absolutely. In a yeah. big, loud, clunky tread. Yep. You would do it every fall. You'd or and it's still wild to see the vehicles with the chains on the tires, oh. and you know that's that's part of the deal as well. Yeah, I've been seeing the uh, uh, the post uh, trucks yeah. uh, driving oh, yeah. with chains on their tires uh, in in a couple of occasions this year. So actually, it's, I was looking out the window and my contemplative state. <laughs> yes. Thank you for, for mentioning that, to see if I could see Pierre kind of sliding yeah. <laughs> slide through that turn, because it is pretty slick when you turn into one bala. Did Pierre grab a station vehicle last night, or did he, he did. Uh, his, his yeah. Tesla? He grabbed uh, a, the, the yeah. Tahoe. I texted him this morning, uh, made sure he was careful getting in, so he has a MMR Tahoe, and uh, he'll be here shortly. Well, I think he needs to switch up to an all-wheel Tesla. Yeah. There he is. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Speak of the devil. Here comes it. Frosty. <laughs> Come One on. of the best ever was when uh, we, you know, a few of us had stayed at hotels yes. and it was really bad and Pierre was walking oh. in. It was really bad. And this day. is a guy who knows the snow well. He's got a house in, in Lake Tahoe, yeah. for crying out loud. And he, he just comes <laughs> hobbling down the road. It was great. It was one of my favorite we moments. We could see him right from the studio window. Yeah, you got to take, ma- take your mask off, dude. Oh, he's spraying the sharing microphones is a no-no. Yeah, Casey sprayed it down. So, we have multiple microphones. Anyway, 
<laughs> He's still sleeping. He's, we have a rough night. Pierre's upset because uh, he knows the bill sometimes will make out with loose women, and that could be all over the microphone right now. <laughs> I mean, it's common knowledge, I think, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Take that off. Right. There you go. Now we're good. Okay. Um, thank you, Casey. You're welcome. You saved my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got, uh, thanks to the great Eric Simon and Todd DeFeo of our promo department, I have the Tahoe tank. Uh, the Chevy Tahoe, and um, I he um, allowed me and Pancake to take one of them. Good. Uh, I mean, we didn't. He Pancake took one, and I took another one. And um, you didn't. You didn't. You we, like didn't bunk, we were in bunking together yeah, last night. We we weren't weren't going out to Valley Forge to <laughs> retrace Washington's steps. <laughs> no, we um, each took one, and they're so fun because they just go through anything. Yeah, I mean, it's just like nothing stops them. And um, the road is a little slippery, and, and but nobody's out, so it's good. That's it's good. good. Right. Uh, you, you're eventually going to get though. You're going to go all wheel on your vehicle right now, yes. which is useless right now in this yes. car. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Utterly useless. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, I want to thank our guest uh, Michael Cudlitz, who was on yeah. the show. Nice uh, guy. Yeah, Clarice is his uh, program. It's on t- uh, tonight, 10 o'clock, CBS 3. Thank you to Kim Delaney. Yeah. Uh, Long Island serial killer, Mother's Hunt for Justice, will be out on the 20th, and that will be on uh, Lifetime, and it's followed by uh, the documentary about that uh, serial killer case. And Michael Barkan, our weather expert, uh, on he's a sports guy who gives us his opinion on the weather. But at one point in the 80s, he yeah. was a weather guy. He was? Yes. He was, yeah. That's a picture of him up here in the... Uh, Studio, Pierre. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I thank them for coming by. All right, we need to do our letter of the day. So yes. if you're ready, we can do that. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter R as in receipt. All right, and we have 15 digital movies, including uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy. If you want a complete list, you can click contest at WMMR.com, and that is there for your inspection. Uh, what we, we know something really cool happening today. You're talking right. to Brian Johnson. Brian the, Johnson is at 2 o'clock, ACDC. and uh, really fun. Fun conversation, yeah. and uh, we Zoomed it. So uh, Nick Murphy, I think, is running through that, and we'll have that to be able to be viewed as well as listened to uh, soon. That couldn't have been your first time talking to him, right, over the I've course of years? I've met him before, but okay. it was the first interview. Okay. Um, uh, some of those people that are gigantic aren't as easy to reach as you would think, even right. for a station that's been playing them. Um, they should have been more easy to reach, and they should have been around for a long, long time. Bruce, are you listening? <laughs> um, uh, ACDC, Rod Stewart, Paul McCartney, some of the giants that I've wa- Elton John that I've wanted for years and years and years, and are utterly elusive. But be that as it may, we carry on. We do. Yes. Um, so we'll have Brian at two, and he really is great. Um, also, we will have um, a really cool workforce block uh, today. It's, uh, we had a letter for um, that gave us the idea that wanted a couple of these songs. They're songs that uh, go together. In other words, they're separate songs, but you wouldn't think of them without the other. So okay. like um, Led Zeppelin, um, uh, Misty Mountain Hop, and uh, no, what's the other one? Thank you. Heartbreaker into Living Living. The maid, the yeah, yeah. China Cat, Sunflower. I know you're right. China Cat. I know you're right. Or moving in stereo, eruption, eruption, and... things like that. They're songs that. Oh, cool. Uh, I hate when they. I hate when 
there's one song played, yep, and the follow-up song that you're used to going right into doesn't right. occur. The one it, uh, growing up that uh, that I always heard on the radio was uh, Journey, Love and Touch and Squeeze yes. and into Ooh, Anytime That You Want Me. I played me. those the other day in a block of Journey. Oh, yeah, in fact. outstanding. You guy. run into that issue a lot when you're with your MP3 players. Uh, you oh, know, yes. When yeah, yes. You hit a, yeah, dude, the that. the um uh uh uh, uh Palmer, a uh, Robert Palmer, uh, sneaking Sally through the alley, right. sailing shoes, and um uh, Hey Julia, Hey Julia yeah. is is a three song yep. one trilogy, mm, yeah, and you, you can't get it. There's right. a Joe Jackson. You know where you called? can get it on the radio. Yes, yeah. that's where you get it. Blaze of Glory, and it, each song goes right into the other. However. And it's MP3 version. It stops, and it's like doesn't that make you mm-hmm. mad? Uh, the loadout into stay uh, yep. from Jackson Brown does the same thing on it's MP3. It's criminal. Yeah, and it it stops at, right. I mean, it's yeah, before madness. You... Oh, yeah, the most criminal one on my Alexa app, or you know, the home yeah. device at home is uh, Sergeant Pepper's <gasps> the opening. It doesn't. It it goes from Sergeant Pepper, <laughs> and it won't go into a little help from my yeah, friend. No, I'm like, come you on. Are out of your goddamn Well, mind. same thing happens with the medley on Abbey Road. That's four or five songs right. in a row. That's when you right. flip the table over. Yeah, that's right. when you, you take your son's head yeah. and crack it on this corner of a table. <laughs> yeah, that's no. what you do. Wow. <laughs> I was uh, listening to my iTunes, and I was listening to Hellion into Electric Eye, which is a Judas, Judas Priest, Priest thing, right? Wow. And I so, didn't know you were a metalhead. Well, I have like a bunch of... And it was it would stop. Just yeah. It was a horrible experience. So I went in, and I Googled, how do you join two songs so they always play right. as one in iTunes? And there is a way to do that. There Yes. Okay. You can link two songs so they will always play as a couplet or Okay. 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 There, you go. there you go. Well, thank you, Bill. No, it, it, we're it's annoying. Judas Priest. Yes. You'll thank me. Thank you. Electric. <laughs> so we'll see how many of these we get, but uh, right. we're going to have some fun with that. Cool. I love yeah. it. All right. Uh, I will thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme Markets Fresh Foods and Local Flavors. Also, your LASIK experts. Book your free LASIK consultation today at LASIKexperts.com. Tomorrow on the program, uh, comedian Ryan uh, Neymiller? 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 Neymiller, I guess. We'll be meeting him for the first time. who is a Submariner. Yeah, no, it's not Neymiller, uh, but it's comedian Ryan Neymiller. Uh, and it's a, a no sad bro day because it's Friday. Absolutely. Oh, wonderful. We'll give away our word of the week prize. And that's it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day and be safe and stick with Pierre. He'll get you where you need to be. We'll see you later, gang. Bye bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Cat Dukes, everybody. My name is Tim Walker, and I'm a home and auto insurance broker. I'm a Delco guy, but my agency is located in the heart of Westchester. We're saving people hundreds, even thousands of dollars every year by shopping your home and auto insurance. And in times like these, who couldn't use some extra cash? Google Tim Walker Goosehead Insurance. Either give me a call or send me an email, and let's see what we can save you. Proudly serving Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Google Jim Walker Goosehead Insurance. Thanks, and stay safe. Next message. Hey guys, it's Randy with One Day Roof. Give back to small businesses in our area. We are providing every single customer that gets a roof through us with a $100 gift card to their favorite local restaurant. One Day Roof understands how tough this past year has been. That's why we want to give back as much as possible. For more information or even a free quote, visit our website at onedayroof.net or check us out on Facebook at One Day Roof. Have a good one. 
the Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.